This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the No Ceilings 2022 NBA Draft Lottery Live Show. I am, if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome home. I am Tyler Metcalf and joined, as always, by Tyler Rucker. Rucker. How are we doing tonight? I'm, I'm pumped out of my mind. I feel like I just did 15 espresso shots. I feel like Steve Ballmer doing that. Just excited to be here. So I'm pumped that we got Corey and Albert on this bad boy. We're going to have some fun tonight, folks. Exactly. And R- Rucker, you and I would have given the fans a, a great show on our own, but the fans deserve an incredible show, which is yes. why we knew we had to bring on, like you said, fellow No Ceilings members and the, the hosts of the Draft Act podcast, Corey Tulliba and Albert Gim. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? yo 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 the boys are back in town we here we are ready to to f s up you know i'm I'm gonna try to keep it clean and just abbreviate my curses tonight man we got it's 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 early now it is it is hey hey guys look first off i'm a little thrown off because usually i'm I'm used to you know my co-host Corey uh starting this off but thank you for the intro metcalf and rucker um, I got the names right this time. Um, but, but, but do you know which one goes with who? <laughs> yeah, hey, how do you know? You? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I'm ready to rock, guys. Obviously, I have everything that I need for the night. I have my frozen envelope here. Um, I'm ready to rock. I was looking over the Knicks roster, and I'm, like, worried about whether or not Ryan Archie Diacono is going to make the team next year. But it's time, boys. Bulls Let's legend, go. Ryan Let's Archie Diacono. We're, we're born for this, boys. Let's go. <laughs> So th- th- this is the probably biggest milestone until the actual draft night, which is very exciting. And we finally get a set order and we can stop relying on the endless amounts of Tankathon Sims. Shout out Tankathon for all you do for us up until today. Um, after today, you're useless. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but the plan for tonight is to watch this lottery unfold with all of you. Give our honest thoughts in the moment, our live reactions. And then once the lottery is concluded, we'll wrap up with some big picture thoughts on winners, losers, et cetera, et cetera, with how the lottery actually unfolds. And then we're going to dive right into a full first round mock draft. So make sure to stick around for that. But Corey, besides rooting for a specific team or anything tonight, what, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, the chaos of it all. I mean, I think the most fun lottery nights are when, the top four teams are not the top four teams, you know, come an hour from now and the results are finished. I want to see, you know, the, some random weird team. You know what? I'm a New Yorker. I'm not a Knicks fan. Uh, I'm a New Yorker. Uh, I know Albert uh, is shout out CP from Knicks fan TV. He came on the show this week. So I'm rooting for the Knicks to, to win the lottery. It's been God, I, I, I forgot how many years it's been, but they haven't moved up in like 20 something years Tonight's the night, fellas. I, I feel like the the New York, you know, uh, Knicks are going to have some luck, man. Albert, you're the resident mm-hmm. Knicks fan here. How, mm-hmm. how are we feeling tonight? Look, I'm ready, boys. I Look, I, I, I know what's going to happen tonight. I know the Knicks end up with the first pick. I'm ready for all the Porzingis 
uh, Chet Holmgren comparisons. Uh, I'm ready for it all. I have my replica 1973 Knicks championship ring on because <laughs> I know what to do. I'm 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 in a I'm in a really good mental place right now. Uh, but all jokes aside, guys, I'm I'm just excited to see what happens. Uh, if the Knicks don't get the first pick, I would also like for the Lakers to just you know I don't know end up with the first or second pick and just watch the Laker fans cry because they're not going to get that pick and it'll be hilarious for us. So we're either going to get Knicks for clicks or we're going to get like some sort of Lakers misery is what I think is going to happen tonight. So that's, Hey, we're in the content creating business boys. That's a dream for us. So uh, we're in a good place. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad that that take felt incredibly unbiased and, and, and no personal emotion behind that whatsoever. Uh, but just, just for reference, the, the, the Knicks only have a 2% chance at first. But you're telling me there's a chance. Rucker, Corey's rooting for chaos. What does chaos tonight look like for you? I mean, I'd be lying. If if the Knicks got up there, I think it would, our stream might go viral because we all might fall out of our chairs, Albert <laughs> included. Um, I feel like if they – like each pick that goes by, I feel like Albert Chain is going to get a little bit longer. So it'd be pretty great. I, I'm, I'm excited. I think if the Kings got up there, we would probably all lose our, our cool um, – Trying to think of some other fun stuff. You know, I'm, I'm like Albert. I, I really do want to see if the Pelicans somehow got up there. I think the internet met, might explode with Laker fans just absolutely furious. So I'm excited, boys. I, I think it's going to be nuts. I just want some movement. I don't want the boring, like, same old order we've been looking at for months. Let, let's get weird. Let's get some anarchy. And so the, the the current top four leaders are the Houston Rockets at one, Orlando Magic at two, Detroit Pistons at three, and the Oklahoma City Thunder at four. Out of those four teams, Albert, which one of you, which one of those do you think just needs to win the lottery the most? I, I think I wrote about it in our uh, five for five article, but for me, it's a Thunder man. I, I really want to see the Thunder get this pick. Um, I, I just, as I mentioned, like I feel like with SGA and Giddy. Um, and all the years of losing they've gone through. Well, I, I should I should chill out like the last two years. Yeah, um, let's calm down over there. Yeah, Knicks I should. Fan. Come <laughs> like, on, especially Easy. as a Nick fan, Easy. right? <laughs> I had one good year last year, and I think I'm on top of the world, right? Uh, but of course, the Thunder. You know, I, I think it'd be fun if they got Chet. We're how fun is that, huh? We get SGA and Giddy and Chet, and it, it'll be a lot of fun. Or if they go with Jabari, that works too, or Paolo. So I, I think OKC. I said it this morning. I said it to uh, the Thunderpod that we worked with recently. Shouts to you guys. Uh, but, you know, if if they got that first pick, we're, we're talking about some business here. And then we can finally get to the latter stages of that rebuild. So that's fun. So I'm going to go with the Thunder. Rucker, where are you at? You know, I, I said Orlando in my morning piece. I, I really do think it would be awesome to see the Magic get the number one pick, um, especially now with Corey rocking the Penny Hardaway throwback. But... Um, greatest I, I jerseys I'll, of all time uh, easily, e- easily BT dubs um I kind of you know I've been thinking about it all day though I think Albert is is spot on with the Thunder is probably another choice um I just want them to get away from the fourth pick because it's been giving me a migraine for the last three weeks so if they don't they stay put there me and Corey will probably have some words on it or maybe we will regardless but I guess you know Orlando or OKC I, I think one of them got to get up there and that that fourth pick is kind of the has seemed to be the big wild card. Is there has kind of been this consensus top three of 
Chad Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, and Jabari Smith Jr. all season for mo- for most people. Um, but as you know, the, as every draft has, there are wild cards, and th- this is a question, Rucker. You and I have you know gone back and forth on a bit. But Corey, I'm curious on your thoughts. If do you think there's anyone who could leap up into that top three and kind of break up what that consensus is, and who do you think it would be? Well, I think that Ivy certainly could leap into the top three. And and I honestly think that Shaden Sharp has a chance to leap into mm-hmm. the top three himself. I mean, he put on a, a show. If you, you watch the, the Gaboni uh, <laughs> workout clip, uh, but what you see there is like the way he moves, it's effortless. You know, he, yeah. his shooting is effortless. His balance is, is effortless. It's just like, it's one of those things where I see the success of Jalen green. I see the success of Anthony Edwards. And I'm not necessarily saying that he's as talented as those guys, but I think that, you know, he's definitely at least a notch below. And and I know that there's danger in saying that because we watch Peyton Watson, we watch Jaden Hardy come into the year and disappoint. And what you're Mm -hmm. getting, you're really just rolling the dice with sharp. But I really think that while if you're patient, um, so you're not disappointed in how slow he'll start like Jalen Green and Anthony Edwards did to start the their rookie years. If you're just patient, I think he's going to reward you because he's the type of player that I think that you need in the playoffs. I think you need a couple of things. You need versatile, switchy guys that aren't going to get played off the floor defensively, and you need guys that are going to get buckets. And to me, that pull-up game, it's just tailor-made playoff stuff. So I, I think he's got a real shot to, to hop in. So it sounds like it might just take some time. Um, Albert, you're, you, Albert, you're nodding along during that, uh-huh. it, it, that, that, that entire speech by Corey. So do you think Sharp is that guy to jump in or do you lean more towards Ivy? And if one of those two are jumping in, which, or which one of these, you know, quote unquote consensus top three has fallen out? Look, guys, I, I think first off for the three of us, other than Corey, I'm pretty shocked that he didn't throw Ryan Rollins in there. I thought Ryan Rollins <laughs> would be in there uh, somewhere. Stand up. <laughs> no disrespect, disrespect to Ryan Rollins. He's having himself a month. But um, no, I get it, man. I mean, we're at the time of the year where these prospects, as uh, Rucker loves to say, as these prospects go against chairs, they start to look real good. Work you know, they season. start dominating. Exactly. They start killing these chairs and these phantom defenders and it looks fantastic. So I get it. And Sharp did look pretty damn good in that workout in that video that Gavoni posted. Um, Didn't see the whole workout. But I mean, do we need to see the whole workout? Right. That's how the world goes (laughs) nowadays. Right. Um, But guys, seriously, though, I like Sharp a lot. Um, You talk about a guy who's going to be able to go get a bucket, who's going to be a freak athlete. The handles there, the shot creation, the shot making is there. Um, Obviously, all the. <clears throat> all these statements that we're making are pretty much uh, based off of what we saw from like really scratchy uh, film, but uh, we'll see. I-, I think it could happen in terms of who could fall out. I would probably say Paolo, right? Um, it feels like a lock. Maybe this is just me, but it feels like it's a lock for Chet to go number one. And there Jabari's going to have a ton of fans. Uh, Paolo could have fans too, but I feel like if I had to pick out of those three, it'd probably be Paolo dropping out of the top three. Um, it's probably what I go with. Well, the, the the whole point of winning the lottery is obviously winning the number one pick. So, Rucker, if you were a front office exec and you did win the lottery, who at number one are you just leaping out of your chair, just over the moon excited to take? 
I feel like if I was, you know, there, I might just hold up a pre-made Chet Holmgren jersey, like right <laughs> after I got told it was the first pick. I, I, I understand it's going to be a debate. We all like these guys. You know, we're, we're rooting for everyone, but I've had Chet at number one all year. I think he's the top prospect. I, I think there's definitely Chet at the top, and then there's the next tier. So I, I think regardless of what team ends up there, he's going to be the best fit. He, he just has too many fascinating tools, the defense awareness, the basketball IQ, just how he impacts the game on both sides without really recording a stat at times. Chet's going to be special. And I think a lot of people are fascinating. Like, oh, is he going to score 20 plus points per game? And it's like, Chet might not ever do that, but he also might be an all NBA guy. So that's how special he is. So yeah, I'd be taking Chet first. It, so you, you mentioned that it drops off for you after Chet in terms of just overall top tier talent in this draft. Is it just Chet and then it's a huge gap or do you see that massive gap coming a few spots later? You know, I, I, I'm a little optimistic. It was fun looking at that no ceilings piece with all your guys' like answers. I think there's like four or five. I think Sharp could be in that conversation with it, when it comes to just his upside that he might be that next drop off. But, you know, I know some guys thought like, okay, drops off after Chet. I could see that argument. I still think there's going to be some really, really good basketball players in the top 10. And I think four or five is where you're getting to maybe not the the high star swinging upside, but you're going to get to really, really dang good basketball players like Johnny Davis, AJ Griffin, guys like that. So I think four or five for me. What about you, Metcalf? We're not letting you just ask the questions all night. We're going to fire right back at you. Well, I I got away with 13 minutes of it. Um, <laughs> I for, So for, for that answer, I, I did say that after Chet, I, I think it's a pretty steep drop off. Um, mm-hmm. And now between two and three or two and three and then that gap to four, I think there's another substantial drop off. But the, the real prize in this draft, I think, is Chet. Yeah, and you, you laid out earlier that he has all the tools to be this really just all around special player without averaging 20 plus a game. And that that's a really rare ability that we don't always get. So in, in the, like last year's draft, you know, I would have been thrilled coming away with any of Cunningham, Jalen green or Mobley. Um, and this year it's like, okay, if I'm not getting Chet, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm still happy with Paulo Jabari, you know, Johnny Davis, Jaden Ivy, Shaden Sharp, but I'm not, necessarily over had to sneak the johnny davis in there already i was just gonna say we couldn't even get 20 minutes in that was good that was good well well, you you made me talk so you know if (laughs) you can't expect me to go to talk too long without bringing up my boy johnny davis but that kind of brings us into you know i'm much higher on johnny davis than most people and every draft has you know a breakout star after a, the top five picks. So Corey in this draft, who do you think that could be? After the top five picks, man, that's tough. Cause <laughs> there, I feel like there are a lot. I feel like there are a lot. If, if I'm going to go like just straight up lottery, I still believe in Jalen Duran. Um, and just from a talent perspective, the youth, the, the body, and um, I could see him playing the BAM type role down the line. Uh, I, you know, Albert mentioned it before. I think Ryan Rollins, if he goes to the right situation with the right opportunity down the line, could be a guy that we look back on. Uh, and you know what? I really like Rucker's guy. I think Jalen Williams is a legitimate like lottery talent. I don't think he's going in the lottery at all, but I think that he's a guy that could be a real steal in the draft too. And then, you know, 
Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a guy I'm still high on. I think that he's going to look better in the NBA. I think you look at Zaire Williams and you, you think about guys who are put in the perfect spot. If he goes to the right spot where he could be a role player, catch and shoot, um, you know, making the extra pass. Like I think he's a guy that could really have a big impact. Mm -hmm. So I think this draft is like, there's a bunch of guys who have the potential to really break out uh, a few years down the line. So you brought up Duran. Um, I, I kind of want to go back to him because in, as the draft has been building up, it feels like he's kind of become the forgotten guy. Mm -hmm. And you know, he got off to a rough start. That Memphis situation wasn't ideal. They didn't have a point guard, no one to really feed him the ball. But as the season kind of wound down that last month or two, he really started to turn things on and figure things out. And I, you know, it, I, I'm guilty of it too, but it feels like it gets forgotten that he should be going into his freshman year this fall. So you've been high on Duran all year. How, how high is high for you? And what do you just really like about his game? Well, I, I mean, I still, I, I forgot exactly where I have him. I think I have him just inside the top 10. So um, it's not like I, I have him, you know, sneaking into the top three necessarily, but I've been high on him just because, you know, I IQ. Uh, I think all that stuff is important, but I also think that sometimes, you know, you do have to bet on athletic tools because sometimes if you have athletic tools, uh, that outlier stuff is stuff that can't be taught. And when you get to the NBA level, that's important. And, you know, Nathan and I saw him in Brooklyn. And to be honest, we both kind of walked away a little bit unimpressed because it was early in the year when his motor wasn't running hot all the time. But I think that he figured out the motor stuff as, as the season went on. And when he's playing hard, and I think he was consistently doing that um, as Memphis actually found themselves a little bit, you saw the impact that he could have. I mean, I, I think that I, sometimes we can, maybe we look at a kid like Duran and we look at him, he's so physically developed that it's hard for us to envision him getting even more physically developed down the line. But think about like what he's going to look like at 24, 25 years old in an NBA weight training program with nutrition, how strong he really is going to be. Maybe they they try to make him a little bit more agile and he's shown that he does already have the ability to move his feet. So I, I think he's going to be like a physical specimen in the league. And uh, the passing was intriguing. He had these really sweet passing flashes. And I like guys where like the offense doesn't have to be complicated. It's what I like about Mark Williams. And I think that Duran fits in a little bit to that, but I think he's got a little bit of plus. So uh, I, I just really believe in his, his talent. And then I, I think, again, I think he could be like a BAM type guy if things break the right way and he makes it to the right team with the right path. So um, he's just really intriguing to me like that because it, it was easy to see, I think like the internet at large kind of turn on him uh because that's what happens with bigs we don't value bigs anymore and if you watch the playoffs maybe we shouldn't because it's all about the wings uh but at the end of the day like i'm going to take the guy who i think is going to be able to play in the playoffs down the line as a contributor over just another wing because i'm told i have to take the wing well and w w when it comes to wings there, there's generally a, an overabundance of value placed on them for the reasons you just laid out and my co-host on the NBA Deep Dives podcast, Nick Agar Johnson, recently laid out a scenario to me where if the Kings stay at seven or drop to eight and Shaden Sharp and Benedict Matherin are both on the board, which direction do you go? And it really puzzled me because 
you know, I, I think it's going to be, I think Matherin is more of the win now guy and Sharp is the more long-term upside guy. But R- Rucker, if you were a team like the Kings facing that, a scenario like that, which direction would you go? Give me the choices again, Metcalf, because I I have to admit something. <laughs> I have the lottery on in the background and the graphic guy for ESPN is having a field day. He's <laughs> Albert, are you watching drunk. it? Yeah, I'm watching He's it. on fire. He had an OKC eight ball getting shook, like picking up a claw. And then he what just kind of eight ball are we talking about? <laughs> no, not that one. Not the Dennis Rodman one. He has, and then he had the Houston Rockets, like a rocket yeah. ready to go off. It had yeah. Chris Paul and James Harden walking across in NASA. Westbrook, right Westbrook. So he's on yeah. fire. Okay, Metcalf, yeah. hit me with the question one more time. I'm sorry. You're at seven or eight. You're the Kings. Shane yes. Sharper, Benedict Matherin. Um, I probably would go sharp, although I really, really like Matherin because I just think if you're the Kings, you're probably still swinging for, you know, potential stardom and and sharp's going to be too intriguing to pass up there. Um, if he clicks and all of a sudden you have Sabonis, a superstar and Shaden Sharp, and then Davion Mitchell, who Corey is, you know, still foaming at the mouth about, that's a nice core. And and we haven't even mentioned De'Aaron Fox. So I would think sharp would probably be the swing. It's nothing against Matherin. I, I think he's a gifted potential two-way player. I just think Sharp is a higher ceiling guy, and, and that would be too intriguing to pass up on. Sorry, Metcalf. I'm sorry. I'm just no. That was I'm, a glad, lot I'm, glad, to deal I'm with. glad you're really invested in what in what we're doing here. No, so. I am. I was just like I'm <laughs> jealous. Well, Metcalf, if you been... want me to set you off even more, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, ESPN's no. listing Mike Schmidt's, you know, Johnny Davis available. Johnny Davis yeah. at ten. So just you just simmer on that real quick. It's fine. Everyone's wrong once, you know, wait, once, once in a while. So wait, Metcalf, can I can I do this really quickly? I want to ask you guys how Always. do how do we feel how do we feel about Kendrick Perkins? Uh, sitting here uh, uh, at that desk, like, how do you think Jay Billis feels about having to break down these um, these prospects ne- next to Kendrick Perkins, who's probably not hasn't watched any of these guys uh, this season? <laughs> um, I- I'm sure he's going to fumble over names, but also have no idea what he's talking about. How how do we feel about this desk right now, guys? I, I just need him to say Moses Moody once, and then we're going to be <laughs> it's going to be worth the entire process. So. Perk's good. Perk's uh, Perk's some good comedic relief, but um, yeah, Jay, Jay's gonna have his sure. hands full, you know. <laughs> I the, the, so they're showing Mike Schmidt's top five right now. It's Chet, yeah. Jabari, Paolo, Ivy at five. Rucker, do you want to wow. guess who's at four? No, wow. I don't need to guess because you know Mike knows his <laughs> stuff. I get it. You know, hello, so, Keegan. <laughs> so Keegan Murray at four. Which how dare someone have? A 22-year-old or 20... I don't even know how old he is. But a a, a grandpa in his top five. Modi Muzi? Rucker, (laughs) please describe why Keegan is is a worthy top four pick. I think it's just everyone fascinating with the age wants to hate on Keegan Murray. But you're looking at a guy that high intangibles, can space the floor from NBA range, can put it on the ball, put it on the ground, attack the basket, finish around the basket. He has two-way versatility. Just a smart player that really knows how to get it done on both sides. I think he's just going to be a an absolute steal wherever he ends up. I, I think he's going to go earlier than people are expecting. I just think some NBA front office is going to be buying into the the idea of Keegan Murray being a ten year plus player at the NBA level at a high high caliber. Like this is this is Al Horford. We're watching him in the playoffs. Keegan Murray has that type of 
a vibe to his Ooh. game. He's just a smart player that's going to be able to impact on both sides of the ball. So, Albert, I'm so sick of it. I hope the Knicks get 14 somehow. I hope they drop I'm, that. Too. No, dude, did you? Are we not going to talk about David Robinson pulling up in a four button suit? Oh, <laughs> what is this? The Admiral. He's a legend. Chet's what also towering. Chet's also towering over David Robinson. Hey, wait. Did Prospect that, always that dress needs... up like this to the lottery? No, Corey just pointed out Chet looks three inches taller than David Robinson. It could be the shoes. They're in, they're yeah. in dress shoes. He's got platforms on? There's not I don't know. I don't Isn't remember. Admiral the... 7-1? Did they what? always dress up this hard for the lottery, though? I, I don't it's remember. the Admiral. He went to the Navy. Well, no, not not the Admiral. I hate his four button suit. I can't I can't stand it. But the other guys, what's going on? I love when you Wikipedia an NBA player and then find out their middle name. It's one of my favorite parts about Wikipedia. David Maurice Robinson. Hmm. Mo. Mo. (laughs) Demo Rob. Demo. Why oh, why does Chet keep standing next to a bunch of people throughout the pre-draft process and he looks taller than he is? I feel like he was next to Taco Fall and the angle made it look like Chet was like 7'6". And I was like, what's going on, guy? <laughs> hey, guys, can tall. we pivot? Can we pivot really quickly? Oh, I, of course. To, I, I'm, I'm not the host here, but I want to give our host a shot because Metcalf, you mentioned Johnny Davis before and it, we see it here in Schmitz's top 10. We're seeing it all over the place, but he's fallen off a little bit. And I wrote in our, in our collective piece that I've joined the church of Davis. And I'm at this point, I'm a deacon. You're the pastor. Um, I wanted to give you a shot to on our live stream. We got people on here right now. Sell us Johnny Davis a little bit and why you think he's the best guard in this class, because I'm, I think I'm there with you, man. Like, I think that Davis is an unbelievable prospect. But if you can give us your insight, because you've been in on him since day one. I mean, he's played and succeeded at every role he's ever been asked to do. Uh, his freshman year, he was a bench role player and was really effective at that. Uh, this year, he took on a 35 usage um, and was one of the most dominant scorers in the country until he got hurt and that ankle injury down the stretch, I think really impacted his game and limited what he could do on both ends of the floor. Um, and everyone who cries about his shot selection and his usage and all of that, it's like, okay, well, do you think he's going to play on an NBA team with worse spacing than that Badger mm. team? Because <laughs> I that would be hard to do. Um, I also don't think he's going to be asked to have a 35 usage rate, which then opens up his scoring and his passing. And for everyone about to come at me about his assist numbers to get an assist, the other guy has to make a shot. So, you know, it's a two way street. So don't come at me with, oh, his assist to turnover ratio sucked. You can't get a gosh darn assist. Watch my mouth. (laughs) Let Um, it out, Metcalf. If the other guy doesn't make a shot. So, oh God. And then on top, so I I think his craft at the rim is really good. He's got great touch with both hands, good on floaters. Um, and then his mid-range game, I mean, it, it is what it is, is brilliant all year. Yes, the shot selection isn't ideal, but he had to have that type of os- offensive game for that team to win games. You take that team or you take Davis off that team, they're barely making the Big Ten tournament. They were that bad. Um, and then he might be the best perimeter defender in this draft and yes Mm. i've seen a lot of dyson daniels um i would probably still have daniels ahead of him just given the the size disparity there but Mm. uh davis's screen navigation his work rate his effort his strength um it it puts him right up there 
can can i spot can i spotlight the church of davis real quick yeah can Um, we can we focus on that because there's something there Corey, go with it but we're really building something there. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna spotlight uh this for a second are you at all worried about context for davis and where he lands because he's one of the guys the scalability issue for me because I love Johnny Davis's game, and if he goes to the right spot, I think he could blow up. But I am—I can't say I'm not a little bit worried about the potential fit with him if he goes to like, you know, play with Bradley Beal in Washington, or it. if he yeah. goes to Sacramento and like they already have a small backcourt. And it not to me, his height. Um, and I know he plays above his height. He averaged eight rebounds a game. But I do think not even with him necessarily, it just makes lineups a little bit harder to work in a a long term winning uh, setting. So that's what I'm a little nervous about. I'm a a little nervous about is there going to be enough playmaking if it's him and Bradley Beal? Is he going to have to, you know, go play small forward in in that situation or is he going to play point guard? And I know you talked about the playmaking and I think that you're right on the money with that because, I mean, even go back to his Purdue game where everyone's going to watch his scoring. He made mm-hmm. a couple of plays at the end of the game, like left-handed, live dribble, cross court, mm-hmm. weak side corner hit. That was ridiculous. So I think there's something there, but like he's he's not a point guard he's not a primary no, 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 playmaker no. so i just worry about the scalability of him i mean is does that concern you at all i mean anyone landing in sacramento or washington worries me um <laughs> sorry Except for off night i'm not worried at all <laughs> we really um, are bullying king's nation and i'm just not gonna stand for it let's have a little faith you know come on boys yeah. i get it but let's have a little faith I mean, they I have to see it. I have to see it to believe it. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, I get those concerns, but the fact that he's played a myriad of roles at a bunch of different levels and succeeded every single time, um, you know, really dampens those concerns for me. I and mean, he was just a bench guy. His freshman year was a good bench player. Uh, FIBA, he took on a bigger role, but wasn't the yeah. guy was really positive and really just contributing consistently. Uh, and then this year, I mean, we, we all saw what he did. So I, I, I'm sorry for dissing the Wizards like that. I, I, yeah, I we, we don't need it. Around. Come sorry. on. I, it's reactionary. I'm still scarred about what they've done. I'm how still they a Wizards believer. Penny, so, um, hey, guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. That, that, that no, was... I think that was a great answer. I'm, I'm definitely with you. I just want to say, uh, can we tell the, the Duke Blue Devils to settle down? They sent their whole starting five to the lottery. Like, <laughs> I, I love Trevor Keels as much as everyone, but come on, buddy. Like, well, he did you, get you really benched. Have to be there. You know, so Lee you're Keels about, out of this. Starting five. <laughs> he did get benched, Albert. They're all sitting together, too. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. That's um, the brotherhood. You don't get it. <laughs> Lillard was getting interviewed on stage, and I've never been more convinced he was about to start freestyling. He had that look in his eye. I'm serious. You look good, though. He good. did look good, but he was also like rocking back and forth, and I swear I was like, mm. is he about to drop some bars? Like, What's going on right now? Uh, I just want to I want to shout out everybody in the chat uh, yes. yeah. right now. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. This is awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah. This is a fun night for yeah. for everybody involved. Well, not everybody involved. There's going to be a lot of teams that it's not exciting for at all, actually. <laughs> but it's going to be really exciting for some people. Yeah. Did you see? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, really quickly. Shouts to all my friends who are uh, watching along too. Shouts to my wife who's in Korea watching with us. Uh, oh, she, she's on Albert's wife. Thank I you. know what a legend, right? Uh, but uh, let's yeah, go. See you guys. 
Serious foreign relations. I love that. Um, Metcalf, did you see the Hornets sent PJ Washington after our podcast suggesting they might trade him? He's like, he's like half awake too. Do you see him? I, can we talk about the the representation at the lottery? I feel like if you have to send like your front office executive, I feel like you should automatically be, dis- be disqualified. That's a like, good if one. That's, if that's your level of creativity hey. for who's representing your organization, like I don't care that the assistant to the Cash general manager the is, <laughs> you know, I, I want to see, I want to see legends. I want to look up there. Current players are okay, I, but I feel like that's asking a lot of them. It's their off season. Go let them, you know, do them. I want to see like the throwback legends um, up there on the podium. That's what's going to bring you the luck. Not, you know, the, the third executive who uh had to show up because the other guys already booked their vacations i, I i'm over this I, and spe- I might... speaking of legends and nick collison pops up on the screen right away so that, I, that's, I love, that's what love i'm saying nick collison kirk heinrich so, kansas like, bring the walking seven and seven I'm, I might be losing it. I might be hallucinating because i'm just too excited but i'm pretty sure rip hamilton was on screen with his mask on the <laughs> no table way, next really? to him and i don't think I'm sorry if that's true. I don't think anyone has a chance tonight. I think the Pistons just won the first that's pick. That is a I'm baller saying. move. That's also, it would be amazing if they just had the mascots go one year and represent everything. <laughs> Guys, it appears oh, Schmitz is getting roasted for his height, even though he's tall. <laughs> he stood next oh, to Oh, oh no, a tall... couple seven footers. Out, out. Hey, Mark Tatum is on the board. West. Here we go. Uh-oh. That's All the right. World Wide West, baby. All right. Cleveland at 14. Verjao. Looks like he's going to the bars. Tatum's got a great voice. He's got that, he's, that pink tie is really rocking. Oh, uh, yeah. What are you that very shiny. All right. Uh, so don't ask me. I'm at Cleveland one. Cleveland and Charlotte. This should be OKC. OKC. Sorry, boys. That's Mark Ooh. Williams. Here we go, oh, Albert. <laughs> Changing the whole night. Not pleased. Not pleased. <laughs> Nick is. Oh, me it's, oh, oh Tatum had that envelope. <laughs> It's oh, All right. This should be Washington. Don't you? We're oh. staying put so far. San Antonio at nine. Let's see. This should be San Antonio. Mark Tatum, that tie is really blinding us. It's okay. very shiny. Through the top nine, we are still We're chalk, set. Huh? Yeah. Oh, and my they gosh. Sent a legend. And it might burn if this happens. At New Orleans eight. at eight. Still stay at eight. Okay. Come on, Damn, give us the movement. Oh, gosh. If this isn't Sacramento. Uh-oh. Somebody check. Somebody Nick check might. on Nick. Hey, oh. not Sacramento. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. Dude, my stream is the slow. Portland Trailblazers at seven. Dame. Oh. So, bonus. Looking like he might get replaced right now. Ugh. He's nervous. Hey, are the Kings going to get the first at six. Indiana's at six. <laughs> Nick is, oh my gosh, Nick on Twitter Spaces is going to lose his crap. <laughs> Detroit at five. Wow. Oh. Good Lord. Oh. Rip Hamilton oh. looks like he's going to be a star in a horror film. That's how angry he Poor just looked. Cade. He took his mask off. That's why. Wow. Who do we want with Cade at five, huh? Okay, so we got. Houston, Orlando, OKC, Sacramento. Mm. They just went to all the guys at the lottery. Everyone looks horrified that the Kings are in the top four. 
Okay, so now we know for sure that the Pelicans are giving up their pick to the Lakers. Um, no, the Lakers are giving it to the Pelicans, right? Yeah, I think I it was, it was automatically always, no matter what. Yeah, it was always, oh, no that's matter why, what. That's why everyone was secretly rooting for the Pelicans to get the first pick because they were going to be like, it can't go back to the Lakers. Oh, I thought it was top 10. Okay. Yeah, no, the Lakers, they just, <laughs> what a way to end the year, <laughs> not have any chance at any reward. You know Albert, I mean? you know what it was, Albert, is I think it was, what? if it was outside of the top 10 and went to Memphis, if That's it right. was inside of the top 10 and went to New Orleans. That's right. That's um, right. Okay, so. Okay. Oh, boy. Detroit fans, I want to give you a hug. Ugh, yuck. Until yeah, they but... draft Keegan Murray fifth. Um, so OKC is, still has a shot to be in the fourth spot for us to have nightmares. Yeah. So if this is if this is OKC, me and Corey might actually turn into the shining Jack Nicholas. Uh, but Sacramento, they had initially what? They were projected to get the seventh pick. Yeah, so, yeah. so once again, so up. another another year, the seventh pick moves up into the top four. I did not know this, Corey. Wow, you did some homework. You have to start aiming for the seventh pick now. Uh, the Bulls were the seventh; they had the seventh best odds the year they moved into the top four. Uh, I'm not sure about last year. What was the top four last year? <laughs> was uh, um, Toronto? Toronto? Yeah, Toronto, did Toronto move four. up. They moved Stubs. up, right? Yeah, Toronto went up a lot because it was a big uh, deal. Because yeah. we were all legitly sold on Jalen Suggs going there until Cy did his own Why? thing. Metcalf, how are we feeling? Is- You're quiet. I don't like it. No, I'm let my stream is like four seconds behind you guys. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So, well, no, you know, you're good. We um, tried to plan this, but you know, you gotta you gotta be better. <laughs> gotta be better. Johnny Davis no, that, on top of it. Goddamn it, it, Comcast. It, <laughs> <laughs> so what does this mean for Detroit now? Right. That's is Shaden Sharp, Jaden Ivy. Shaden Sharp. Why are we? Why did we just ignore Keegan Murray? I just said. I just said it. I just said it loud. People heard it. So has Keegan would be a dream there. How how does he fix their athleticism problem? He he doesn't. He fix he fixes their. We just got a damn good basketball player problem. (laughs) Isaiah Stewart, Keegan Murray, Sadiq. Oh God! Come on, Cade. This guy named this Kate. So fun, I don't know if you've heard I'm of having him. so much fun. Oh my god. Um, give him sharp. Come on, give him sharp. Bro. I'm not I gonna do... lie. I kind of like Cade and Shaden Come Sharp. On. I feel like that's I love a good, it. That's, that's a, a good swaggy combo. For, good for lord. sharp because that takes a little bit of the ball handling pressure off of him in a big way. He doesn't have to be a creator. He could just yeah. go get buckets. I don't. That's uh, that's kind of fun, dude. Ready? Well, little, little Jerry Stackhouse, Grant Hill. It's, you know, Corey, I was just about to say Slam Magazine cover. You get the two of those guys in the retro Detroit Pistons jerseys. It's it's over. Motor City. Got, they got Killian Hayes, guys. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Does he, is that a baseball player? What's going on here? <laughs> Shots Killian, Hayes, Killian Hayes is that's a dope name, I will say. Just that's from a like name. a strictly name Killian. perspective, sounds like a guy who should be like an all star. We we still believe we're not giving up on him. He's got another well, year before we give up. We don't, I'm being don't optimistic. Believe he's going to be an all star. I'm being optimistic. KOC is being optimistic too. Somebody's got to be. <laughs> KOC's having himself a month. So now. Let me present you with something because there are rumors that Portland is going to try to trade their pick for for Jeremy Grant. So let's say they trade Jeremy Grant for the seventh pick to Portland. Does five and seven move you up at all? No. 
No. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Why why is Jeremy Grant worth the seventh pick? Am, am I did I lose something? Did I not well, watch a game well, where he had like 40 uh, and 20 or something? Maybe it's that uh it's also you get Jeremy Grant and you keep Dane. Maybe it's one of those mm, type GM pressure, Dane. front office pressure moves. And the Kings Kings the are pick. the fourth oh, pick. Oh boy. Okay, see. No headache. Rockets three. <laughs> oh, give it to oh, us. Oh wow. Uh-oh. Wow. Give it to Here us. Here we go. Either way, I'm humped. I'm pumped. Okay, see it too. Humped. Orlando oh, Magic. Wow. Let's go. Somebody say Orlando, Orlando won. Orlando won. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac, line two. <laughs> he's he's busy with Tucker Carlson right now. <laughs> the joke will not get old. Did, um, did you guys order his book yet, or what's going on? No, no, it's 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 on. I'm gonna order. get it uh, autographed. Pre order, uh, reawaken uh, Orlando tour. Hey, good for Magic fans. OKC, you gotta be pumped up. You're up to two. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to regroup this is right too now, much, guys. I'm done. Orlando, oh, I, I mean, hey, they're gonna get that guy from the Shaq and Penny documentary. He's gonna be running laps again. Bring him back. Get those high shorts. Oh, let's let's God. party. Bring in oh. Scott St- Scott Skiles. We could yeah, get bring him in. Files, eight balls you were talking about earlier. <laughs> oh, God. Magic eight balls. Magic eight balls. Oh, if, hey, if you saw the graphic, crying. you'd be laughing as hard as me and Albert were. Um, okay, so we got okay. Magic at one, Thunder at two, Rockets at three, Kings at four, Pistons at five, Pacers at six, oh, Portland at seven, New Orleans. At eight, Spurs nine, Wizards ten, Knicks eleven, Thunder, Hornets, Cavs. Everybody good? How are we feeling? Write that down. No, I tried to just read it off the screen really quick, so so we could all memorize it. That was a good strategy. Metcalf, did you do it? (laughs) Yeah, I yeah. Metcalf's on it, it, guys. What are you talking about? This is my co-host here. Okay, Okay. Metcalf is a professional. Come on. Someone's got to be here. There, there, there's the link again. God, you win greats. Um, so, so we're doing. So, so this is huge. Go so, ahead. So this is huge for the Magic. They're obviously the big winner. Yeah, yeah. It, it, is it Chet? Just sign it, seal it now. Is it yeah. game over, or do you think someone could jump that spot? I don't think it's sign it, seal it. I think it should be sign yeah. it, seal it, but I don't yeah. think it is. I think that. Even if you look at the top 60 rankings I did um, for no ceilings last week, based on you know everyone's uh, stock price, Jabari overtook Chet at one. So all the outlets averaging them all together, Jabari's the number one guy, Chet's the number two guy. Now, I'm not going to name names, but there is somebody from a, a, an old school sports magazine that, you know, has to do with drawings that kind of weighed the, uh, the average down a little bit, but... I do think that they're all it takes is one team to be like, you know, who would be really awesome knocking down open threes with all of our bad spacing Jabari Smith, or, you know, who would have a lot of star power, this Paulo Boncaro kid, you know, I think, I think if somebody's looking at Paulo as like a jumbo wing, which is what we're seeing have success in the playoffs, they could talk themselves into, you know, that archetype being uh, worthy of the number one pick. So while I think that Orlando should fulfill their, their classic tradition of 
uh, Shaq and Dwight and go big with Chet, I think that it's it's not a uh, you know a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. But he's he's skinny. Aren't, aren't you worried about that? <laughs> You're, you're right. Yeah, I didn't but, think but, about that. Moving on. Um, so, so Rucker, just if we're talking about just pure fit, not necessarily talent, who we think is best available, is is Chet still the number one guy to to yeah. the Magic for you? Yeah, I, I I think you know John Hammond's still there. Um, he was with the Bucks and they took Giannis. Um, they like length there, and I, I just think Chet is what they need. They need that anchor in the middle i know wendell carter had a great year um i don't think that's enough to move away from drafting chet um i'm like Corey paulo could be intriguing there you, you could be fascinated with the offensive upside because they need a guy to just feed also like as as easy as it is to take chet because we might all see him as the number one prospect they need someone to give the ball to to just be like Go get us buckets. And, and Paulo's going to be that intriguing option. Um, you know, I think Jabari would be a little rich for my taste just because I think he's still got plenty of levels to go when it comes to developing like the rest of his game. But I, I, I would be going with Chet. I, I don't see how you can pass that up. You're, you're also getting Chet and Jalen Suggs. Everyone's going to play that storyline. They played high school basketball together in Minnesota. So friendship, you know, yeah, friendship. There you go. <laughs> Chemistry, you know, building it up. So yeah, I, I would go with Chad. What about you guys? Do you, I mean, Friendship. would you would you think another direction? Metcalf's no, Met, no. no it, it, guys. yeah, it's it's day one, Chad. It's yeah, yeah. I, I would be yeah. submitting the pick right now unless someone wanted me wanted to offer me some stupid trade. But the other big winner here, I think, is the Thunder moving out yeah. up yes. and out of that fourth spot. Um, Albert, yeah. Let, let's assume Chad is gone. Um, since we're all chat fans here who do you think they you know should or would go with so here's the thing i i I was just thinking this like i feel like orlando if they passed on chet then okc's sitting pretty and they could just grab him at two but in this exercise where you're saying that chet's gonna go number one i was thinking about this why not why but there's a very real world where shade and sharp ends up in that conversation for number one as he continues to kill it in empty gyms and stuff starts to come out and people fall in love with him, I'm not saying I want that to happen, nor would I even predict it. But what if there's some weird, bizarro world where suddenly Shaden Sharp is in the conversation for number one and that could get kind of wild too? But I, I think Sharp could be a good option there at number two for the Thunder. I think that's a really interesting fit. Um, obviously, you know, with SGA, he has the ball in his hands a lot and same for Giddy. But still, I, I think with his athleticism and his shot making, I think it could be an option. Would I go with that? Probably not. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I still feel like there's a very real world where Sharp is in the discussion for number one and Chet falls to number two and OKC gets him. Corey, where are you at with the with the thunders draft route um man so obviously that uh situation that albert just uh described is you know the ultimate dream but i think that i think they gotta go paulo and i have reservations uh about him i watched him live a couple of times and when he wants to be I think he could be the best player in the draft, but that mentality of him always wanting to be is certainly something that I question. 
Mm. Um, but the skills are there. He's he's got guard skills at 6'10, 250. Uh, I don't think the shot is as broken as some people are probably gonna say that it is. Um when he wants to, I think he could defend in a multitude of ways. I think he's quick and agile on his feet. And uh, I I think that he just fits the roster really well. Like I I think that he's a guy that there's no overlap in any of the skills that the, the smaller guards bring. I think that Paulo is a clean fit there and, and maybe Oklahoma city is a place where he can go to actually focus on basketball a little bit and not be in some super big market and kind of not go the Ben Simmons route, which is, I think, in, you know, um, a route for him as far as like not taking basketball as seriously as you want. I think Oklahoma city, a small market like that, maybe that's a good spot for him to land to just work on his game consistently and just grow as a player and as a person. Then obviously besides the top three, the other big winner, tonight is the Sacramento Kings jumping to the fourth pick. Albert, what, what does this mean for them? And just what are the different routes that you would like to see them pursue? Well, first off guys, we might have to jump off and jump into the Twitter spaces and listen to Nick just go wild (laughs) right now. I I can't wait to hear his reaction, dude, honestly, but I don't know. I, I think they have a lot of options there. I feel like, it, it depends on how things fall, but so far, okay, we just went Chet one, Paolo two, right? In this, like, whatever. At three, who would we have going three then? Probably Jabari, right? But what if? No, that's weird. What if Corey, Jabari falls to four? Corey, our uh, OKC, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Albert, but Corey, our OKC piece just turned literally to the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's perfect for us. That works yeah, out great. It, it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Let me ask you guys. What, what if Jabari falls to four? What happens then? Then I think he's a no-brainer. Yeah. They probably run. That's they're fun. Doing, they're doing shots in the war room. Yeah. Good God. That's pretty fun. Jabari with Sabonis. That's I mean, it would, be, it would be a really easy, easy fit because Jabari yeah. is the type of guy who doesn't need a high usage to – get his points but it's going to be hard for me to see the rockets passing on jabari if if jabari is there for them and taking ivy or sharp in that spot when they're grooming jalen green i guess they're doing the kevin porter jr thing i mean i can't imagine that lasts that much longer but they're doing it and then my guy jay gup josh christopher showed a little something something so uh, they just have so much going on there. And this will give them an excuse to trade Christian Wood and his bad attitude and form an, just the best outside-inside combination in Shangun and Jabari Smith, just the, the perfect synergy on offense between their front court. You can't see Ivy going there, though? Oh, I could. I could. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I hate that fit, but yeah. it would easily be the most athletic backcourt in the league from day one. It would be dynamic. Um, it would be dynamic. I'll say that <laughs> it would be dynamic. If they take the, if the top, if the big three go one, two, three, uh, huh. let's talk about Sacramento. I know we're going to do a mock draft, but let's just, let's just air this out before we get into the heavy stuff. What do you guys think they do? Um, I know everyone's going to be jumping to say shade and sharp, and I'm not trying to promote Keegan Murray as much as possible. <laughs> I promise I don't have a cut with the agent, but, um, you should work on that. 
Yeah, I am. I, I've sent a DM every day. <laughs> um, what do you? Because that makes a lot of sense with Sabonis and Keegan. Um, I know that might be a little <laughs> early, but do you go Shaden Sharp there? I don't know if Monty McNair is the type of guy that would do that. He's sort of kind of like a. He's got an analytics background. Um, since working with the Houston Rockets, he was kind of under Daryl Morey for all those years. I don't know. That that's going to be a really interesting development. Do, do they trade uh, De'Aaron Fox and draft Ivy? I have no idea. So I I kind of actually really like the Keegan fit, um, and then that gives them a little easier leeway to move Harrison Barnes, get something for him. Um, so bring back an asset while having a guy who I think can you know, play and produce, you know, almost from day one at, at, at a reasonable level. So I, I, I don't hate that Keegan Murray fit, even though we, we, we give you a bunch of crap for it. I just said, Mr. Ray, that they should take Keegan Murray. I'm, I'm on the same boat as you, man. Come on, let's go. Yeah. So I just um, I literally just agreed with you. Yeah. We were right there with you. <laughs> Mr. Ray. AJ Shouts at, to Mr. Ray. AJ at four would be a little rich for me. Yeah. But, but. I don't quite get that, but all right. Before we move it. into the mock, uh, oh, easy, go. Corey, I easy, Corey. I get it. Mac How do we get it? You, you, you're buying more AJ stock than a lot of us. What do you know? I, I just think that he. This is Jalen Brown. Easy oh. with that comment. This is Jalen Brown, man. This is look, this kid's got off the bounce game, and he flashed it here and there when he had the the ball yeah. in his hands when Coach yeah. K allowed him to dribble. Uh, <laughs> I can't even express to you what this man was doing in the closing minutes of games as a coach, calling the same play over and over and over. It's like, oh, it didn't work. Maybe next time it will. They haven't figured it out yet. Uh, AJ, you just stand in the corner and don't do anything for me, please. Oh, Apollo, can you not do anything for me also? Just stand at the elbow while my guards dribble the air out of the ball. Um, This kid's got more off the bounce game. He's going to get into the league. He's going to, I think his athleticism, one, I think is getting underrated. I think people are making a much bigger deal about the fact that he went from super Nova athlete to just like very good athlete. Like if you go and watch some of uh, the dunks he had, like this is a dude who got some pretty good hang time. And again, he was recovering from that injury. I'm not worried about uh, his bounce coming back. The kid's 18. Do you guys remember what it was like to be 18? I was able to fall off like a roof and hop back up (laughs) and you know, like this kid's going to recover. Um, it's about 50 years ago, obviously the shooting, uh, I'm a little, I don't think he's the best shooter in the class. I'll say that. I I think those claims are a little, uh, nutty, especially because I think that he is going to shoot it off the bounce more at the next level, but his game was much more tailored for professional basketball than college basketball. And I think that, um, when he gets into the space and gets some, you know, uh, reps on ball, I think he's going to show that like, oh, this is why he was a potential top three guy coming into the year. And when you look at a guy who has the potential to show more of his game, because we've seen it in the past at other levels, um, and you look at the fact that he was still productive, it's not like he wasn't able to find himself in a role at Duke last year, in an unfamiliar role. The fact that he is able to be a complimentary player when need be, but I also think he has some on-ball juice – I could see it. I mean, he's six, six with like a seven foot wingspan. He's like two twenty, jacked and muscular. Like this is a dude who I think has the chance and yeah, the defense was bad, but like 
So was everybody on Dukes pretty much. And it, it, a lot of it had to do with their awful scheme where they were just hounding guys everywhere off the ball in, in deny, which was the worst. But again, Coach K. So um, I believe the it. Brother, the Brotherhood is not pleased. <laughs> All right, Corey, so- secretly the biggest North Carolina fan we've <laughs> ever met in our lives. All right. Before before we move into this first round mock, um, any other big picture winners, losers, general thoughts with the lottery? The Knicks didn't move back. Winners. <laughs> I put on all this gear for us to stay at 11, so that's fun. Loser, Albert, <laughs> is what it is. Um, hey, but okay, real talk though. Honestly, guys, the Knicks being at 11, we're kind of in the sweet spot of this draft. I feel like we're going to have all the awesome wings just sitting there. Like what if the Knicks are on the clock at 11 and like Matherin's there, Johnny Davis is there, Dyson Daniels is there. It's going to be, it's going to be my Christmas. So uh big winner here, the Knicks losers, Albert done. <laughs> oh, oh, can I ask you guys a question? Sorry. Sorry. Rebecca. No, I want to ask you guys no, a quick you one. Please. Come on. Come on. Ready? All right. Last year, Barnes went fourth and people were like, Oh, Whoa. Not that it was like this ultimate shocker, but still, like, oh, okay. Who do you think might jump up in this draft? I and mean, we see the order now, right? Who could be the shocker that jumps up? Like, <clears throat> I was thinking, like, what if Matherin goes top five? What if Durin goes forward to the Kings? What if the Kings are like, F it. We saw what the Cavs did last year. Double post, double big guys. Let's go with Durin. Pair him with Sabonis. Do the whole Miles Turner thing again, but different. You know? Uh, who do you guys think might be the weird guy that might jump up? into the top five here i'd say top five I, mm-hmm. top five is a little a little rich maybe but if you're talking about like the giddy jump maybe more mm-hmm. so than the scotty barnes jump where it's mm-hmm. like i could say i could see suhan jumping up i think that teams could fall in love with the frame the versatility the, the youth um and the fact that again like he looks like a guy that could play for the Raptors and or or the Celtics as just as a, a switchy versatile wingy guy so I and also tantalizing hair so I, I think that he's definitely a guy that I could see kind of making a little bit of a leap I think I'm gonna have to go with Dyson Daniels um yeah. just that that size the defense someone buying in on the shooting and the playmaking um I you know having a, a alleged 6-8 point guard uh there there are a lot worse things in the world Probably go Daniels. Um, not into the top five, but Blake Wesley is going to get somewhere that's just going to oh make me God, flip a desk. So <laughs> other than that, I would probably, yeah, I'd probably say Dyson Daniels. I could see Duran being the wild card. I could definitely see him being one of those names that shocks us where he goes. But, um, Corey, did you say something? I did Spin! not. Thank you. Yes. Hey. Let's give Ty Ty to the Knicks. I'll sign off now. I'll, let, me, let me just jump off, guys. I'll stop. I'll stop this. You, you three can host this. I, Do you no. guys know it was a fun thing with Ty Ty when I saw him uh, op- opening night against uh, Duke when I went into halftime and I met up with somebody and I was like, "So Ty Ty Washington can't dribble, right?" Because Trevor Keels was just putting him in absolute mm-hmm. hell that night. So that's fun. That's what Keels <laughs> does to people. So I, I get oh, it. God. Here we go. I'm back. <laughs> All right, so I, I think this is as good of a time as ever to pivot into our mock draft. Uh, our order is going to be Corey, then Albert, 
Ben Rucker than myself and we'll rinse and repeat. So Corey with the first overall pick, the Orlando magic select who Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga university. Bastard. Perfect. I, I think we, we, we thoroughly covered him not five minutes ago. Um, sure. We all have him the best player in the draft. Uh, yeah. So if you miss that rewind about five minutes and there will be plenty more there. Albert, number two, Oklahoma City. Who you got? Wait, is this my pick or what I think they're going to take? Sorry. Your pick. My pick. Oh. Are we doing – did we all agree on that? We're not. We're we not. Did. Yeah, we're not doing that. That sounds great. Okay. So what you cool. think is going to come down the road. Spoiler alert for everyone listening. We'll do a mock that says what do we think they're going to do. Okay, Albert's pick for the Thunder. I'm going Jabari Smith Jr. out of Auburn. Bam. Oh, here we go. Boring. <laughs> there we go. So, so w- w- why Jabari for the Thunder? I, I, I like it, man. Like, I feel like all of our concerns with Jabari, he's going to be given the time and the leeway to work those things out playing with SGA and Giddy. I think they're going to ask him to do a lot of pick and pop. I think he's going to space the floor for them. I think defensively, he's going to bring energy and length. I, 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 I think you could, yeah. I, I think it's the right pick there. As much as like I, I like Paolo too, but I, I think I'd rather have Jabari with that team. I think it's more fun. So I went with Jabari. All right. And number three, the Houston Rockets. Rucker, who are you going with? You, are you going to take Paolo or go a different direction? No, I'm going to take Paolo. I think, you know, looking at this right now, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think this could be the best fit for Paolo. Um, and, and I know Rockets fans are probably foaming at the mouth hearing that, but if he went there compared to the other two places, so I just think. Uh, Paolo Boncaro fan club shout out yeah yeah paula vancaro he's pissed he's pissed he didn't go number one (laughs) pbfc shout out um yeah so i i think putting him with jalen green shangun those pieces that they have that's some real fun offensive upside um yeah so vancaro at three rockets fans would be would be pumped up out of their mind do you have any concerns about hit about taking the ball out of jalen green's hands or do you think by adding another plus passer at that in at a post position that that kind of unlocks even more of Jalen Green's off ball scoring. Yeah, I, I think put, unlocks more. Um, I think you could put Paulo at the top of the key, have him almost be a playmaker, running sets, Jalen coming off screens, all that fun stuff. It, it would just be a great, almost like getting just a, a serious boost, just like supercharging that offense and every you know, it's going to bring some excitement with that young court. They're going to love playing together and. Um, I just think Paulo and Jalen Green together would be a dangerous duo. So that would be a, a slam dunk for Rockets fans, especially picking three if you could still get Paulo. Really quickly, the Shangun Paulo passing is that's that's fun. Please. Yes, that's really fun. At number four, the Sacramento Kings. I'm going to go like we oh. said earlier, Keegan Murray. Um, I, I think he provides a sense of stability, uh, versatility, consistency, and production that that team could use and needs. And I, I think he's going to be one of these guys, you know, there, I think there's certainly much bigger home run swings, but that's a team so desperate to make the playoffs. And at this spot with, you know, getting a guy for the long term, who's also going to be able to produce at a pretty high level, I think from day one, um, I got to go Keegan. Uh, number five, the Pistons, Corey, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Jaden Ivy for the Pistons. Oh, I'm going to oh. pair Ivy and Cade together. I think that 
this is one of my favorite I, uh, Jaden Ivey spots. Uh, I think this allows him to both play a little bit with the ball in his hands, but also play off the ball a little bit and do some of the stuff that, you know, he showed at Purdue. Cause I do think he's capable of that as well. And, and allow Cade to, to early on take a lot of those on ball reps and take the pressure off Jaden. And I think he might have uh, a little bit smoother of a transition to the league playing alongside a ball handler like Cade. At number six, the Indiana Pacers. Albert, you're on the clock, and I, I will remind you that Keegan Murray is off the board. So just like every other mock, you cannot take him. <laughs> uh, my pick here is pretty easy. It's shade and sharp. Uh, you go Halliburton, Duarte, and Sharp. That's fun. Come on. Easy. So, so you've brought up Sharp's name a lot tonight, and for good reason. What do you see as his ultimate ceiling? <sighs> Good God. What, yeah, call him out. Question. I love this. Good. Good. What did you want me time. to say? T-Mac? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I want you to say the truth. Uh, oh, the truth. Okay, Paul Pierce? No. Um, I, I, I don't know, truth. man. To, to be honest, like I just think the ceiling's high. That, that's all I see it as. We haven't done our breakdown yet on our pod, so I haven't really dug deep into like comps and you guys know i get weird with that but i think with sharp like i think the biggest thing with him is just the tools are sick it's like you're starting off it's like ah man i want to give like a weird analogy but it's just the raw tools are there the athleticism is, is there so it's easy to get excited about a guy like that and so and of course shot making fluidity the handle all that stuff so i could easily imagine him on a squad with him duarte and halliburton three guys who can all handle the ball and create stuff so that 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 sounds fun to me and sounds like a modern backcourt wing situation at number seven the portland trailblazers rucker who are you going with i'm gonna go with the best guy left on my board sorry metcalf i'm gonna do johnny davis there i, I still think you Whoa. know Blazers fans might be a little bummed that they drop back a spot, but I also think that could be a blessing because that might make the Johnny Davis real estate a little bit more serious. And um, I just think he'd be a great asset there. Dame would love him. He plays his butt off. He's got that mentality that you would want from a young kid. And um, it's going to be a bucket getter. I, I debated. I could see. Can I? Can we open up the discussion for debate? Always, or, of course. Okay. Yes. I could see. <laughs> well, I don't want to like spoil picks if someone's <laughs> thinking of one. I could see AJ Griffin being a, a, ch- yeah. a candidate there. Um, I kind of like that idea. Um, Duran, maybe. I'll say. Yeah. I think the Blazers would be a little bit weary of adding a small Super guard raw. to pair next to. No, I'm talking about Davis. Like. I, oh, so you're saying they, my pick sucks? No, well, yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Don't right, throw it out. I, I can take it. I'm, I'm taking I'm out the trash. Boy. Yeah, the, the it's great. The, the, the like idealized minutes. version of Johnny Davis is kind of CJ, and mm. that experiment didn't work. So I understand that, uh, and I, and I think they want Simon's. To, I think they they want to look a little bit into more versatility there. I think you're you're onto something more so with like you know, the, the AJ Griffin type thoughts, maybe Duran too, maybe even there. I mean, Nurkic is a free agent. I'm pretty sure. So like, yeah, he is. Duran makes sense. I'm just wondering if that's like the uh, Portland's still one of the more fascinating teams in the top 10 for me, because I'm like, are you, are you drafting for now? Are you drafting for long-term? Like, are you drafting for potentially down the road after Dame? Or are you drafting to help Dame right this second? 
Duran might be raw and take some time, but his upside might be higher than anyone it, when it comes to the Blazers draft board. We don't know, but screw you, Corey. I still like the Johnny Davis. I'm just, I, I'm just trying to, you know, no, I get it. Play I, devil's I it. advocate here. Yeah. I completely get it because I just think Johnny is still that's too enticing for that team to pass up. He, he would just be great fit for them. I, but I could see AJ Griffin there. Now I'm just rambling. See, I'm trying to back up Metcalf now. This gets ugly. The but pick also the is biggest... in. The pick is in. <laughs> okay. But also really quickly with Davis, the defense. So, yeah. I so I, I, offensively, I kind of get the CJ comp. Yeah. But, yes, but the they're, they're in completely different stratospheres as defenders. Yep. Well, we yeah. all know how well rookies defend in the NBA. So I'm sure Dame will be fine with it. <laughs> Well, if Johnny wasn't taken there, I would have taken him at eight for the Pelicans, but I'm going to go with AJ Griffin. Um, and, you know, what, what, whatever defensive shortcomings he may have, I think Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy will clean those up pretty quickly. And then just that additional wing shooting with him and Ingram, um, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, all of a sudden becoming an awesome three-point shooter. Um, I, I, I think that just adding to the stockpile of wing depth and wing contributors. So at number nine, San Antonio Spurs, Corey, who are you going with? And please don't, don't do it. Don't do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. We, I, we do it every time. Don't do I'm it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not yes. going to do it, but I am going to shake things up. Plot twist. I'm going to go with Usman Jang here for the oh, wow. Spurs. Wow. just going with the foreign guy. You're going to go with Usman Jang. You're spicy today, Corey. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jang, man. I, what did you I, eat before the stream? <laughs> a little bit of Taco Bell, and you know, there it is. That'll do it. it. There it, it is. The, and it was that the fire. good Taco Bell, you know, like when they get it right, when they oh, really get it right. There's, yeah, come there's on. no such thing. Come there's on, a little cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nacho cheese shell, feeling a cheesy little cheesy gordita yeah. crunch. Oh, yeah. Um, oh god, Jang, go for it. Let us let us know why. Besides well, one, the hype machine. I don't think San Antonio, I mean, just from a fit perspective, I think he fits. They don't have a ton of like wingy, versatile guys. Uh, but I think that Usman Jang's talent is so tantalizing. At 6'10", with ridiculous length, off-the-bounce shot-making ability, and he could play off the ball. But to me, you know, I typically don't buy the guys that are just like these raw skill guys. But when I see the flashes of pass, uh, of playmaking from him, I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Here's something that I can really get my juices, you know, flowing for. He is such a natural playmaker. I think that <clears throat> there's an argument that he could be the best playmaker in the draft, like pick and roll playmaker. Ooh. You could put his like highlight reel of passing from this season up against anybody else's in the class, and I could sit make it an argument that his was was the best. So. I think he's got a little bit of on the ball, like primary ability, um, you know, kind of middle end. I could see him being like a Nick Batum type. And then, you know, I, I just think that he needs to go to a place <clears throat> with uh, guys that are going to develop his game. And what better spot to go than San Antonio? And I, I think, I just, I believe that he's a guy that, teams are really going to find themselves tripping over to to draft when they get their their eyes on them in person and uh yeah that's my that's my sell me this pen segment for for Usman Jang. <laughs> well done. Well done. Very nice. Well love, love it. Uh and number 10 the Washington Wizards Albert who you got? 
Well, okay, guys, you look at this Wizards roster, it's like the United Nations. They've got guys from literally all over the globe. So this is an easy one for me. Give me the double Ds. Give me uh, Dyson Daniels here. Uh, that should be his nickname. Double the D's. double Ds might have been the best right. joke we've had in the last three months. I'm really jealous of it. But we get Dyson Daniels. I made a Daniels. Scott Stiles eight ball joke. That was a callback to earlier in the episode. Also, everything we said about Jonathan Isaac was gold today. Um, but I, 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 I love. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the listeners. I'm sorry. We'll try the to be mature. The train is off the tracks. Shout out to uh, to the listeners. Oh, Shout out. God. I the blame chat. the eight ball guy from ESPN. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Mm, okay. Here we go. Oh, but um, I like I like to fit with Daniels because he's going to give you the defense. He's going to give you the playmaking. He's going to give you good size. Um. <laughs> they have shooting already with Kispert and KCP, and you're going to get defense. And Avdia is going to give you more playmaking stuff. I- I'm excited to see more of Avdia next year. Um. And then Hachimura. I. I don't really know what happened with him last year, right? I, he had some personal stuff going on, or what I was think it? He personal. came on at the end of the year, though. Yeah, no, yeah. he did. He was like lights out from three, right? Um, I think it good for COVID him. personal. He just had a he just yeah. had a rough year. Something weird. I think it was like men- mental health um, yeah. stuff yeah. too. Uh, but also they got Gafford and stuff. So also can't forget uh, the unicorn still on that team. Uh, case uh, Mr. Porzingis. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like the fit. Yeah, come back to I like the fit though. I think he's gonna offer them a lot defensively from day one, playmaking as well. I think the shooting he'll he's gonna be given the cushion to develop the shooting over time. So I'm going with double D's here for the Wizards. All right. At number eleven, the New York Knicks. Rucker, who are you going with? See, this is the territory where I'm I'm excited to talk and break this up with you guys. Um because Albert, how do we feel about Mitchell Robinson being a free agent? Because I feel like he's always hurt. So why is everyone convinced that he's going to get re-signed? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not the biggest Mitchell Robinson fan, so I'm not going to fight you there. Okay, that's all <laughs> I needed to know. So and like, you don't want to lose the asset. You don't want to lose the asset. Yeah, for nothing. yeah, that's true. Don't let him walk for free. But it, I'm not going to go there. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, Duran on the board is intriguing, but I'm not going there. I'm going to go Thank with you. Benedict Matherin. Okay. I'm going to give the Knicks Matherin. I think his his mentality, his outside shooting should pair very well with RJ Barrett. I just that's one of my favorite fits. And and Matherin's just a he's a dog. And the Knicks need guys like that that are just going to battle the entire game. Matherin runs off of everything in the world to get buckets. He he would just be a grinder. Knicks fans would go crazy for him. So I do think Duran there I've even thrown Metcalf on a previous no ceilings pod. Like Mark Williams seems like the scary wild card there, but um, I'm going Benedict Matherin for now. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking Matherin. I would not have enjoyed Duran or, well, I'm okay. I don't know. Anyway, let me shut up. I like Matherin. Yeah, you you watch your mouth. Metcalf, what were you (laughs) laughing about? The, uh, uh, Albert's face when you said Mark Williams and just the, 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 why, the eye why, what, why? Why wouldn't that be a good one? Tim no, it's not be bad. Like foaming at the mouth for that. But but boys, the Knicks we need modern wings. So Matherin yeah. is a great choice here. We need more modern wings. So Matherin, good. All right, at number twelve, I have the Thunder, and I was fully locked into Mark Williams, but now that Jalen Duran. Has continued to fall. Ooh, that's a haul. Whoa. It's pairing one of those two with Jabari Smith, I think, makes that that front. That's court a heck of a Sam Presti incredible. Evening. 
Yeah. That's um, crazy. So I, I think Williams is more the win now guy. I think he's the more NBA ready from day one guy. Um, but I still don't think the Thunder are super eager to be an awesome team next year. And I think right. they're looking long term and big time swings. So I'm gonna go with Jalen Duran. Woo. That is uh It's a great pick. This is exciting now after we have the because now when you're doing the the mock, you get to this range now and you're like, whoa, pairing those two together is electric. Oh boy, that would be nasty. Talk about that duo upside if they hit their upside. Oh my goodness. It's a lot of fun. Giddy will have some fun with Duran. Yes, he will. Um, at number 13, the Charlotte Hornets. Corey, who are you going with? I know where everybody thinks I'm going, but I'm a little surprised knowing this crew that this guy's still on the board. I'm going to take Malachi Branham here. Oh, you bastard. You would have been my pick for the Knicks. That was, that was my pick for the Cavs next. My, that was my on my board for the Knicks. So I mean, I got I got book night stock still, but um, yeah, I bought Branham, mine cheap. Branham next to Lamelo seems like such a fun fit offensively because it gives the Thunder another guy that can kind of play with the ball in their hands with in his hands a little bit and make plays, but he's also like an absolute sniper off the ball. He's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. And and I think that they need long term, they need that buckety playoff guy like last few minutes of the game who's gonna be able to go get a bucket by themselves. Cause I'm not sure if that's Lamelo. Like I know that Lamelo will be able to get his shot. I don't know if he's gonna be able to get a bucket in the last few minutes of the game. And I think that Branham's got that Middleton-ness to his game um, at isolations. I think that's one of my favorite fits for him. Um, yeah, I still think it. the New York could be a little bit of a, a wild card that really would excite me if I'm a Knicks fan. Shout out, Albert. I'm also but, playing chicken. I'm also playing chicken with the Cavs because they got too many wings <laughs> for me to not get my big man two picks later, guys. Chess. That's called playing chess when everyone's <laughs> playing checkers. <laughs> All right, at number 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Albert, your guy just went off the board. Who are you audibling to? Easy choice. Uh, I'm taking Ochai Agbaji. Love it. But he's old. Easy. I I love old guys. <laughs> give me give me the old ones. <laughs> Only old guys on my squad. I'll take it. Um, I think Ochai's a great fit here. I think he's going to give him defense from uh, – I mean, just oh, – man. I love – he's an adult. You're bringing another adult <laughs> into the I room. Love Bring an There's, adult on the team. He's going to hit shots. He just won the title. You're bringing winning DNA onto your squad with a really young team. Sign me up. D- don't play Karis LeVert. Sign me up. Bring Ochai Igbaji in. Play him from day one in the starting lineup, and they're going to win a lot of games. So I'm taking Ochai. I mean, if they brought back Sexton, had Garland, had Igbaji, I love mm-hmm. Just go to war with those three. And then you have that guy, Evan Mobley, um, behind them. He's kind of good. He's kind of good. Jared in, Allen. In Sexton's case, you can actually go to war with only three guys. We've seen that. Yes, happen. exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, come on. That's that mentality. I do really think, like, that's the dream pick for Cavs fans. I think he's perfect. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. exactly what they need. They need that sniper complimentary piece. And, and Abaji would be awesome there. It's perfect. Athleticism gives you everything you need. Perfect. 
Well, at number 15, the Charlotte Hornets are back on the clock. Rucker, who are you going to pair with Malachi Branham? Mark Williams. Next. Okay. Easy enough. Nice. Nice. That's the dream for Hornets fans. I'm not kidding. If you walked away with Branham and Mark Williams, let's party. Also, okay. side note, I love that they're interviewing Terry Stotts. That's all I'm going to say. I'm intrigued with that. Big Terry Stotts guy. Big Terry (laughs) Stotts guy. All right. So this is really rare, but we're 15 picks in, and my top 15 is all off the board. Um, So at 16, I got the Atlanta Hawks. What? Show off? Yeah. Who are you? (laughs) Guys, use your your own boards. Well, usually I have someone outrageously ranked and like I'm way off on someone and it just hasn't happened yet. It'll happen. That was that was the biggest humble brag I've ever seen on a draft podcast. I call this entirely correct. (laughs) Pretty aroused right now. Good job. Um, (laughs) From six to midnight. So so the Hawks, I'm going to go Jeremy Suhan, Sohan, however you want to pronounce it. Can we, what is it? How is it? Is it Sohan? Bro, it's Sockin, all right? Let's move on. Sochan. That's Sockin guy. Sockin. Sockin. Give me Sockin. Okay, well, what is it really? Suhan? Sohan. I think it's Sohan. I've heard it's Suhan. Oh, no, Suhan. You're right. I I will give the answer in the chat, or I guess I can't can't do it in the chat, but I I have the raw. You keep going. I'll get it. I'll tell you what it is in two minutes. Cool. Is yeah. it going to be like him pronouncing it? Because that would just be yeah, a, that, a great. That, yeah, there we go. Suhan. <laughs> Suhan. Suhan. All right. Well, I, I think Suhan <laughs> uh, yes. immediately provides defensive versatility, a bit of passing, a bit of offensive versatility. I don't really buy the shot a ton, but I also mm. didn't buy the shot on Scotty Barnes, and that progressed much quicker than I anticipated. I don't think he's Scotty Barnes, even though he's going to draw a lot of those comps. Uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but I, I really like Jeremy's uh, two-way versatility and just overall effectiveness at such a young age. So at number 17, the Houston Rockets, Corey, who are you leaning towards? All right. I'm going to take Patrick Baldwin Jr. for the Houston Rockets. There it is. Nice. There, yeah. Th- there it is. Nice. Yeah. You you let Patrick Baldwin Jr. just be a nice spot-up shooter secondary tertiary ball handler next to Paulo and Jalen green, just all the open looks he's going to get. It's going to bring him back to the guy we, we thought he was coming into the year. I'm betting on the size, the talent and the fit there. Love it. And number 18, Chicago bulls, Albert, who are you going? Don't with? fuck this up, Albert. I'm running up to the podium. Give me EJ Liddell. Okay. You may live. Come on. <laughs> Come on, it's a great pick. Give me my flowers, boys. It's a. I think Liddell. <laughs> I think Liddell gives you shot blocking from day one. He's he was unbelievable last year in college. Um, I, I love his versatility. I think he's going to shoot it well enough. This Bulls team, they're lacking size. Not that he's like some tower. He's a little undersized, if anything. But I think he's going to give you toughness defensively. The the awareness of versatility. I'm I'm down. Give me EJ Liddell. I I, lo- I love that fit. I I think he's exactly what. Uh, they need Corey. How do you feel? Uh, I feel excellent about that. I would feel really happy. He's exactly what the Bulls need. Uh, somebody yeah. that's on my short list. You know, I, I think that he's a guy that I can envision playing up and down in in the playoffs. So uh, he's ready to go. He fits the kind of more veteran type player, and he's not Blake Wesley. So all around, I'd say that's a win. 
<laughs> the last part was my favorite and the most accurate. Um, Rucker at 19, the Minnesota Timberwolves. P- please don't give me a brain aneurysm. No, Metcalf, we've we've actually talked about this guy going to Minnesota on on a no ceilings pod. I'm gonna go Tari Eason. Um, okay. I kind of I kind of like mm. that fit a lot. Just because we me and you have talked about like it Eason's puzzling, but I think if he went somewhere where they have like a floor spacing lineup, like if he could play alongside Carl Anthony Towns, I think that makes Eason's ability um, really pop like he could blossom with that additional spacing to drive attack and and he's going to be fitting in pe- perfectly with Patrick Beverly Are you kidding me they might actually kill someone on the court so that'd be great um actually I'm kidding I don't I don't like murder um <laughs> Metcalf important clarification yeah important, uh, just can kidding. I pivot here by saying that the pronunciation is Sohan so oh. yes thank you thank you okay so we don't have to talk about hey. uh, liabilities Fact. Metcalf, Metcalf they don't could Jalen Williams be a wild card for Minnesota? Wow. Probably Does not. Does it make sense? I don't think so. I, I, I think they have enough guard. I think like, they have enough guard depth. I don't, no, I, I, I don't know. I like him in the Beasley spot. I'm I'm being I'm long, saying seven long two wingspan. Seven two wingspan. We gotta get rid of D'Angelo. Yes, yeah, I it, it, that's another episode. What what they do with D'Lo is gonna be really telling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finch loves Jordan McLaughlin. Um, Ooh, Beasley is, I have no idea what their plan is with him. He was kind of the, the number one guy who was on the trade block all season. Um, but then he became like the most effective volume shooter in the league in the second half of the year. Um, but and I, I really, really like Jalen Williams. Um, I'm just not sure how he fits. We'll talk yeah, about Jalen just... Williams when we get to to Jalen Williams. All right, Rucker. Yeah. Like, calm down. No, I was, I was just saying in your pants. I'm saying, what's the wild card there? Um, Cause I do like Tari Eason a lot there, but I'm, I was just trying to get a little outside the box. So screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> Ooh, y'all Shane, sleeping no, on Bochamp. Shane, come on. I like Marjan. I never sleep. <laughs> but that explains your erratic sleep behavior. Is cousin of death. <laughs> too much coffee to sleep. Uh, who's right. up? At number 20, San Antonio Spurs, I'm going to go Christian Coloco. Oh! Ah. oh. <laughs> what the hell? I hope Believers. Chris isn't in the chat still. F off. <laughs> what? Um, I, 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 I don't get why so many people are just sleeping on Coloco. Yeah. Um, I think he's a, he should be a lock first-round guy. Uh, his rim protection was absolutely absurd. This year, um, the the at rim, opponent's field goal differential was ten points lower with him on the court than when he was off, um, or sorry, t- ten percentage points. Um, I, his awareness, his timing, his defensive discipline is incredible. He's not a switch center or anything, but he moves his feet well enough to kind of bump yeah. guys out on drives where he can then use his length to recover. And then he's a really low maintenance rim running offensive center. So I, I, I think he could easily be you know the the future defensive cornerstone for that Spurs team i i'm sure some people are going to be like what about walker kessler i I don't think it's close man i'd much rather have coloco so i'm with you there i'm just a little upset because i was going to take him with the grizzlies pick but well at 21 the denver nuggets Corey, who you got i'm gonna take jalen williams here good lord there it is (laughs) unbelievable spot up shooter (laughs) 
can run, pick pick. and roll. Yeah, long seven two wingspan will be able to defend. I, I, I mean, add him to the add him to the backcourt. I think that backcourt is a chance to you know be special when everyone's healthy. Absolutely love it. Easy enough. Albert twenty two, the Memphis Grizzlies. God, I'm so upset you took Coloco. What's your problem, <laughs> dude? Sorry, I, I like taking good players. Like I was locked in on Coloco. I was like, no way anyone's taking him this early. Okay. Is this okay? I have a question for you guys because no. you guys actually would like him. Please, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like him way more than I do, but it feels like Tyus Jones is leaving. Do they need a backup point guard? And if that's true, is it Kennedy Chandler or is this way too high? Talk to me. I was that's thinking a different guard. For me. for me, I agree is too high, but what if they did it? Would it be crazy? Albert, search your feelings. You you know who you really <laughs> want to take here. Yeah, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it because he's fun and he's exciting and he's really good at basketball. I He maybe he should be in the top 10. Uh, Dale and Terry, give me Dale and Terry. <laughs> <laughs> who put Jaden Hardy? No, no. I, I thought no. I thought you were giving into uh, into Rucker's attempted Jedi mind trick. No, yeah. Use <laughs> no. the force. I'm Dale and Terry here. Give me the six seven guy who could pass the rock, play defense, and is working on his jumper. He's gonna have plenty of time to develop on that team too. So Dale, Dale and Terry twenty two. That's a great. For sure. R- Rucker, yes. No, we're not. I, I agree. I'm Gabriel. Um, Rucker, you're the resident Arizona guy. Is that a little rich for you with Terry, or do you think he could actually go in that range? No, I think I think he could go in that range for sure. I think he's going to have a really strong pre-draft process, especially at the Combine this week. 6'7", he's kind of a Swiss Army knife um, on both sides of the ball. Really gifted vision, just special playmaker. I think teams are going to try to convince him to stay in. And I think if he does and has a strong week, I could see him going in that range because there's a ton of upside. I really do think like Memphis, a team like that probably in the twenties would just jump on the, the long-term potential. I hate pre-draft that terminology, but that's literally what Dalen Terry would be. It would be saying we're drafting this guy. He might be able to help us this year as kind of a rotation asset, but long-term He's got a ton of upside. So I, I think that'd be a great pick. I love it by Albert, even though I kind of helped him. <laughs> All right. Well, at 23, the Brooklyn Nets, who are you going with? Um, see what Metcalf did. He asked me about it. So I had to get distracted by my pick. You, you've been making bad picks on your own. So give him the worst, <laughs> no the worst possible player. Yeah. I'm still damaged by my Corey ripping my Johnny Davis pick apart. Um, great fit. Blake Wesley, do it. <laughs> no, I can't the, do that. the Blake Wesley Cam Thomas <laughs> practice battles would be incredible. Um, I, would go to, I would go to every game. Yeah. Tickets are like four dollars. <laughs> Screw it. Deals. No, you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna get a little wild here. I'm gonna go Marjan Bochamp. Oh, I uh, uh, I still love this fit, and I know Bochamp's. Well, no, I think Bochamp's been maybe sliding a little bit. And I think it's just because more people are buzzing, but I think the idea of him going to Brooklyn and just contributing off the bench right away as like an energizer piece, um, kind of like a garbage man cleans up everything, plays high level defense. I like that fit. I, I think that would be a good one. I know there's other guys ahead of him that have more upside, but I think Bochamp would be a nice addition for that Nets um, organization. 
I, I need some guys that will play hard. Guys, is our is our Mac draft just like totally jacked up right now because Kai Soto hasn't gone yet, or what, what's the deal? Gosh, <laughs> Albert is on fire. Uh, that, that that is Albert He's on again. fire. He's oh, heating no. up. <laughs> oh, do we have to restart the mock draft, or what's the deal? I was considering him at seven, <laughs> but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, you know, gone after your pick for Phoenix oh. if, you, if you would have done it. <laughs> All right, I, I'm I'm leaving that one where it is. Um, at 24, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I, I think this team proved that they kind of pretty desperately need some some shooting. Um, and Milwaukee does love their white guys, even though he's foreign. I'm going Gabriel Pachita. Ooh, are we still sleeping on guys now that we've drafted them? I think we've awoken them. It's the opposite of that. Well, Metcalf, I've got the last 24 on my big board. <laughs> we're, we're waking up on them now. <laughs> I hate um, all of you so much. We've been doing this too long. Okay. Who's up? Corey, 25, up. San Antonio. Um, For San Antonio at 25, a guy uh, I'm hearing that they're taking interest in, a guy who I think fits and is great value uh, here. We have Buzz. I'm going to... I'm going to take uh, Jake LaRavia from Wake Forest. Oh, what? What is going on? What, what, this is a great pick. I had him for the Mavs. What the... So t- tell me what you like about LaRavia. Uh, I love the versatility. He's 6'8". Um, he can dribble, pass, shoot, defend defensively. He was switching up and down. He was taking assignments everywhere from Paul Boncaro to switching out onto Isaiah Wong and Caleb Love, and he was able to handle them on an island. Obviously, I don't want him on an island against guards full-time, but uh, in a switchable league, I think he he works there. I think the shot is pretty pure. I got to see it in person when I watched him work out for two days. I mean, the percentages match the eye test, and I just think he's got a really high IQ, and it, it shows in his steal and block numbers for a guy who I think it maybe is sneaky athletic but isn't uh, you know Mr. Bounce out there. I think that he just has a great anticipation on, on both sides of the ball. He, he makes, you know, excellent cuts, doesn't need the ball in his hands. He just does the, all the little things, just winning plays, super high IQ, big, big LaRavia fan. All right. Number 26, Dallas Mavericks. Albert, who you got? Okay. Do you guys want my safe pick or my spicy pick? I want, I'll, I'll you I want who you think is. Want, come yeah, on. We want, want who you would pick. No fun. That's not the game. Maybe it's come the on. same. <laughs> okay, ready? Let's go spicy. Also, shouts to Shane Trent, who keeps saying we're sleeping. Um, feel pretty awake. We're going Peyton Watson, boys. Give me Peyton Watson. Okay. That's my that's my spicy right. pick. Well, we got to thinking... get Luca a shooter, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hear me out. Okay, here are my rationale. I can't wait I think... to. <laughs> <laughs> Please, by all means. <laughs> and I this no, is coming because, from the Peyton Watson fan club. No, I'd love to hear ready? this. No, no, let me explain. Because <laughs> at this point in the draft, all of our like high-end wings who can really shoot the ball, like off the catch and stuff, I feel like they're gone. Like who's left? Was uh, what was couple. my rationale? Well, hmm. <laughs> who are you thinking then? Christian Brown? I don't know. But okay, let me explain. So I wanted Watson there because I think Watson is like Watson is the future of the NBA. 
and and Rucker, you can speak on this too. We saw him play yeah. live. The, the dude with the length, the fluidity, the athleticism, and obviously, okay, he's not a shooter. We we had our laugh there, but I, I think he's going to be a guy who eventually can offer them so much versatility. And I think it's good to add versatile guys around Luca. Um, and so, do I believe in the shot? I think the shot is like a million miles away, but everything else. I'm I'm intrigued. So at 26, I I don't think it's bad to take a shot at a guy like Watson. No, I, I I'm giving you a hard time, but I could definitely see him going in the first round, 100. percent I actually think he could go the next pick. He could uh, Miami. Yeah, that could be yeah. exactly the type of project they want because he has the playmaking upside that's freakish. It's special, um, and he moves around the court just so fluid. He just needs someone to be patient with him, and I think. Going to a playoff team at the end of the first round, absolutely, it's worth the swing because he still has scary upside, especially as yeah. a defender. So I'm just giving you a hard time, Albert, but I do I do like Peyton Watson a lot. I would take him earlier. I, I would I love that dude. I would. Where would I take him? I think the Metcalf's Spurs like, might take him at 20. Metcalf's, I would, Metcalf's I would like, these guys are drunk. <laughs> no, I, I, I really like Peyton Watson. I, just, okay. I, I think it's going to be a while until he's yeah he yeah. can contribute anything on offense. Um, but I also think he has a little more passing than he was allowed to show by mm-hmm. Mick, who didn't let him do anything this year. Um, he was lucky Pretty to much get on nothing. the court at all. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, you know, I, I think the season went about as poorly as it could have for him, but I think defensively he's a monster. Um, yeah. So at, at 27, Miami Heat, Rucker, I'm 99% sure who you're taking, but say, say it for everyone. Um, You know what? I'm probably going to shock you. I'm going to take Ryan Rollins. Oh, let's no, go. Love love I it. saw that one coming. Come on. Um, I, I was fully locked in on Justin Lewis again. No, oh. I... I I think the Lowry situation is a little interesting where they might need to draft someone with the idea of developing for when that contract situation kind of gets a little not as messy. Um, I think Keels or – I think Rollins could be a really good Miami Heat pick here. I I think that could be some good value where they're thinking long-term of like, let's develop them, let's be patient, and we might have something really special. So I I like Rollins going to the Heat a ton. yeah, Keels would maybe be another wild card option there, but I still think Rollins would be too intriguing to pass up. Miami loves to hunt guys like that that have that long term, you know, high reward, high return on investment. And I think Rollins could be up there. Corey, you've been driving the Ryan Rollins bandwagon for for, for a bit now. Um, do you like that fit? What What do you like about his game? Uh, I like sending him to the Heat culture. I think that, mm. uh, you know, if you're built for it, like there's almost no better place to develop your game and, and get at least get the most out of what you're going to be as a player. As a fit, I think, you know, he might, it might be a situation where you got to be patient with him because I think that backcourt right now as, as is, is pretty loaded. I mean, they're even getting positive stuff out of a guy like Gabe Vincent, um, right. Matt, Max Struess, Celtics yep. Bulls legend. Um, yes. So, you know, it's a little crowd. And then obviously you got Hero and we'll see what happens with Victor Oladipo. It's a little crowded, but again, he's such a a, a talented kid. I, I just love how natural, how fluid. Like one of the things we talked about when I interviewed him is like coming out of Detroit, like he's got that pickup style 
like uh you know he didn't grow up in the in the gym training he grew up playing basketball like you know so there's a, a natural fluidity to him that is just apparent when you when you watch him and i think that he still has so much to learn about the game that you know i i think that he could really be a kid who either you know can get his own um in a, a primary role but i think that in a starting role but i think that he's also a guy that could be one of the best six men in the league and i know that hero is is a, a six man of the year candidate but something tells me it's not what his long-term aspirations are. I think he's eventually going to want to move in that starting lineup. And I think that if you put Rollins in that role, uh, stepping up for him, I think that that's not a bad outcome for him. Perfect. Well, at number 28, Golden State Warriors, um, this is tough because like some of the biggest names on my, or the highest ranked guys left on my board, I don't think really fit a ton. Um, and it feels weird to have some of these guys potentially fall out of the first, but I'm going to kind of add to their wing depth with Christian Brown. I think that's the good spot for him. Um, I really do think if, if he fell into the Warriors lap, that might be just too enticing to pass up. He's everything they need. They got a lot of young guys. They would need that little swagger to come in and um, he'll be able to pass the ball to Jordan Poole a lot. <laughs> all right at, at 29 the memphis grizzlies Corey, who you going with all right so they took dalen terry at 22 now for the grizzlies uh, i'm gonna take Jaden hardy oh yeah, yeah. i'm so proud I'm, of you I'm yeah so i i i think that this fall is I, I think this might be a little bit too far for him yeah uh, i was really eyeing him at dent with denver i think that would have been yeah. a great spot for yeah. him but i just i just think that jalen williams offers a, a full package with like great size uh so i'm going to take hardy for memphis here at 29 i think that this allows him to continue to be brought along slowly kind of put himself on the zaire williams path so where he just comes in and plays off of Ja. Um, maybe he brings a little bit more self-creation than some of the guys that they have, uh, in Jaws absence and, uh, you know, it just allow him to be on a, a winning team with, you know, that's going to actually instill like the right kind of culture around him. I think that'll be important for a guy like him early on. So I, I think that would be a, a fun outcome for him. Do we see anywhere in the first round? Because I think Hardy's going to be a bit of a wild card like Patrick Baldwin Jr. Do we see anywhere in the first round that like Hardy could be a surprise, like some team's just in love with them? Because I'm looking through the list and I'm like, who who could be the team that believes? Um, it's tough to get through. Could it be Cleveland if they decided to move on from Sexton? Mm. Or, or is that backcourt just brutal defensively? I think that's the super rich range where I was even like, right. could Charlotte even be wild and say like they're convinced at it? But I don't know if I believe in that. The Atlanta, Bucks? I like Atlanta, Atlanta, maybe. I could see Atlanta, maybe. I mean, that's a just nightmare backcourt defensively. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be. A, it, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, you know, zero out of ten would recommend that. But <laughs> um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee is is a yeah. nice little one. I like that. Yep. Get especially rid of, if uh, Grayson he, Allen. Yeah, and especially if Hardy's self creation, you know, takes another jump because right. 
what we saw in that Celtics series was no one else on the floor could create their own shot. And obviously Middleton being gone yeah. really hurt that, but coming off the bench, it was purely off ball guys. So I, I, I did debate um, Hardy there and I, I do like that fit. Yeah. All right. Well, at number 30, the thunder Albert round out the first round, who are you going with? Oh, uh, guys, I just want to mention Ty Ty hasn't gone in our first round, nor has uh, Blake Wesley, which is interesting. Um, I, I think, yeah, I know, I know. I, I'll be I'm able to sleep. Uh, Me too. I, I'm just yeah, thinking, I'm... like, if if we want this video to do well, we probably have to put, uh, uh, who do we need to put here? Leonard Miller? Um, <laughs> uh, pass on that. Kai JD Soto. Davis? Oh, JD, my bad. Oh, that's a Corey thing. Um, <laughs> Petty, okay. I'm sorry. I want to give them an, an adult. Um, I love I you like targeting. <laughs> really is the best part of this whole stream. This we guy's gonna walk ball. in. He's gonna walk into the li- to, to the, I said living room into the locker room. He's gonna grab Poku by the neck and be like, "Hey, man, this is not how we play basketball in these parts." Okay. I'm I can't go wait to hear one. this pick now. Give this is the best sales pitch. Hey, this is the best sales pitch of anything. The best sell me this pen you've ever done is he's going to grab Poku and be like, this is how you play basketball. <laughs> it's Wendell Moore, okay? He's no nonsense. He's going to do a little bit of everything. He's going to grab Poku right by the neck and say, hey, man, okay, I'm coming from the brotherhood. What you're doing is nonsense. Wake up. And uh, they're going to be good. So um, easy. Any any names now that we're done that you're a little surprised? I think Bryce McGowan's probably a little shocker. Yep. Um, uh, Kendall Brown, Kendall Kennedy Brown. Chandler, Ty Ty, uh, Nicole uh, Jovich, Lewis, Jovich Walker, Kessler, sure. Walker, Trevor Keels. So I, I think the big one is Blake Wesley. And for this yeah. crowd, the, the people doing this, yes! it doesn't surprise me because <laughs> – all of us are much lower on Wesley than where we keep seeing him mocked and everything that gets talked about. Um, so, you know, we keep seeing him mocked at the end of the lottery. So a- a- Albert, I want to start with you. I know you guys just mm-hmm. talked about him on the draft deck, but for sure, w- why, why is such a discrepancy in where we keep seeing Wesley ranked and where, you know, we, we kind of tend to have him. No, I get it. Like there are real Wesley fans out there. Um, and I, and I, and I, I don't say any of this to like trash on them or to make a joke of Blake Wesley's game or anything like that. I just think the big question with him is touch. Like it's, it's shockingly bad. Um, and we're not just talking about the jump shot. Like you see him around the rim. It's like, what is that? Why? Huh? You start asking real questions, you know? So I, I get it. Like defensively, like he showed some real stuff. The off ball stuff was fun on the ball as well. He shows he's really competitive. He fights. I get all of that. It's just offensively. I get it. He can create his own shot. He's athletic, um, all that stuff. But he, it, where's the touch? I'm, I'm really confused and baffled and concerned about that. And so that's why I'm much lower on Wesley than maybe others are. Um. Random someone listening to the stream, we, I want to give you a shout out. Just uh, tagged us on Twitter and said the Grizzlies, a previous tweet said Grizzlies will draft Dalen Terry in the first round. So, John, thank you for giving us a shout out. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate Let's go. that. Let's go. Um, we love you. Yeah, we love you. So, I think the other like big surprise is Kendall Brown, who a lot of people had in the top 10 in the beginning of the year. Uh, Rucker, you were 
I think the higher on him or the highest on him of the group. Um, why is he now not even going in our first? I think this is just, this happens. Some guys just slip through the cracks. Um, you know, we're doing this mock draft and Blake Wesley falls out of the first round. Do we think that's going to happen? Probably not. Probably on lottery night, you know, or the draft night, he might go in the lottery and it might give all of us a stroke, but Wesley has talent. Kendall Brown has talent. I still believe in Kendall Brown. I, I think it might be a blessing if he goes later in the draft, because if he could somehow end up in that 20 to 30 range, um, go to a playoff team, that's what he needs. Um, I think just, the, the confidence is probably going to be something that NBA teams are going to be looking at because he has the tools to be really special, like rotation asset. Um, he's probably going to be one of the best athletes in the draft. If he jumps out of the gym, he's a dangerous transition threat, but he needs time to let the rest of his game develop. Um, he's still a little hesitant when it comes to his outside shot, although the form looks solid. Um, but it's just one of those guys that I think – each year teams start getting intrigued with these other players and then they start slipping. It, it just happens. And I think that might be Kendall Brown this year. I still could see someone believing in his upside. Corey, I think you were kind of the first of the, the no ceilings crew to start dropping him significantly down your board. So what, what was it that you saw? Uh, it's what I didn't see more than what I saw, to be honest. I mean, it, he's, Got the the bounce, and, and that's cool, but I, I think it's weird. He's one of these guys who's kind of a – you know, he's a pretty fluid athlete, but at the same time, I see him being very stiff in, in a lot of his movements. Uh, I don't think he's, like, got crazy length that you want out of, like, your, you know, 3-4 swing defender. Uh, again, it's that, that fire and passion. He, he doesn't always play with it, and while he has these skills, he's just – doesn't bring them out enough and what good is it if you don't see them too often you know he gives me and this is a comp i i don't know where i made it maybe in the group chat maybe elsewhere uh i kind of he gives me kind of like josh green vibes a little bit except that josh green i think is a significantly better defender to where it's just like he's in he's fine right like i like josh green he'll probably find a role on like four or five teams throughout his career uh, but he just doesn't do enough that you're like, I need this player on my team. I need to give him 30 minutes a game. You just are going to bet on the fact that he has these fun tools. And I think that Kendall Brown will get a chance with a few different teams just based on like the tools. And eventually he might find a team where he really can put it together. I was really hoping that he did have that fire and we could start making like matrix reloaded jokes, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, I think it's apparent too. One of the things that hurts him is like, you see with, with Sohan, like it's so much more obvious with him to me that than it is with Kendall. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's just fine. He's fine. Like, I, do I think a team should take him in the first round? Like if they feel like it, that's fine. I don't think it's outrageous, but I just think there are other guys worth betting on. And that's, that's my thing. I'd rather take a chance on other guys than, than a guy like Kendall Brown. All right. And any other names that fell out that were surprising? First round thoughts, lottery thoughts. I think McGowns is I think McGowns. Yeah. Tie tie and McGowns. Yeah. Big Blue Nation's not pleased. I could see McGowns going much earlier. Um and I I would also much rather take him over Wesley for what it's worth. Mm, Me too. 
Me too. Big time. I, I mean, I could see – I was thinking about McGowan's at 23. I could see I see him going late teens. I was just let's one have of those a, names that just slips through. Wait, Go guys, ahead. let's have a proper conversation on McGowan's because he really intrigues me a lot. Um, for you guys, I don't think we've ever talked about this. What do you guys like about McGowan so much? Because I'm, I'm with you. I have him. I really like him. I'd much rather have him than Wesley, if I'm totally honest. But, um, what are, what are some things that you guys, maybe we could start with Metcalf. What are some things about McGowan's game that really intrigues you? Um, the, the pressure he puts on the rim, um, in the beginning of the season, his shot selection was one of my least favorite things in college basketball. Um, and then he just kind of changed that, which is really rare for a freshman to do, you know, Mm -hmm. midway through the season. And he started attacking downhill and that's when we saw his scoring averages and his free throw attempts and just overall efficiency start skyrocketing and, you know, really climbing up to where a lot of people thought it was going to be at the start of the year. So I know the outside shot didn't fall really. I would buy it long-term. I think he's got really good touch. I think he has a frame that's going to add a lot of muscle. Um, And then the fact that he has the mindset to attack contact at the rim and initiate contact and draw those fouls and then finish through contact, I think is really, really encouraging for his long-term scoring game. Yeah, I'm with Metcalf. I think he's incredibly smooth with good size and – Although he's thin framed, he's he lives he has real estate at the free throw line. And I don't I have, think he I'm, looks as skinny in per in person. Like, really nice he, shoulders, nice he's shoulders. He's got big, broad shoulders. Like I've never, I've never looked at him and been like, oh man, he's he's skinny and he's frail. Like and when I saw him in person, like I don't know, just he, lengthy. He, to me, he's got the Tatum build. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, like college Tatum, mm-hmm. like just big, broad shoulders that you know he's gonna be able to put on like good weight, at least up top, like. You know, yeah, I thought legs, his legs were skinny. Know. His legs might are a little skinny, but like at okay. least up top. Yeah, but Albert, so, it's just, him off the dribble, like his yes. his his pump dribble to stop on a dime, like the way he glides through traffic. Just the more I watch, the more I'm like, okay, this is this is nice. There's real legit offensive weaponry that's just kind of oozing to the surface. So it's one of those guys I keep watching more and more, and every time I watch him, like I'm buying, I get it, like yeah. Shocked. I'm shocked that we didn't have him in the first. Yeah. Could I see it? Maybe because it just happens mm-hmm. every year. Like a guy falls and yeah. be like, what's going on? But I could see him going, you know, end the lottery to the twenties or like any range. He could just cool. be one of those wild. Cards. No one's, no one's questioning his talent. Yeah. 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 There's no one who's questioning his talent. And it's he's going to look incredible in empty gyms. Yes. It's, Wait, but yes, Corey, yes. Corey, you're kind of like our resident shot doctor. Can you talk to us about his shooting? Cause I feel like yeah. the jump shot, it looks great. You know, regardless of the numbers, can you talk to us about his shooting a little bit? It's a little Tyrese Maxey to me, where uh, I believed in Maxey's. I believed in Maxey's jumper because it looked pretty, and yeah. there was just like small tweaks. Like Maxey in college, he just didn't get enough height on his release point. Like it was a little bit like out in front of his face, so he was shooting mm-hmm. out instead of up. And I think McGowan's has that out instead of up a little bit to his okay. jumper. But I think it looks smooth coming off his hand. I think it's easy to get into. It's an effortless yeah. ball. And again, like a lot of the percentages because he's taking really tough shots. And that was also a thing that sometimes that Maxi dealt with uh, in college. So I, I'm a buyer in the shot. I was, I've never been worried about the shot. Uh, about the shot. I, I, I know it's what, like 27, 28% from, from deep. But he could have shot 22% and I'd have been like, all right, 
sign me up for the shot long term because it looks fine to me. Yeah. He just it's small tweaks, I think, that that he needs, but it's not the talent with him. And yeah. so to me, like, I'm not worried about the shot for me, not like needing to draft him in the first is, you know, when I saw him live, it was like, what is he like as a leader? If that's not there. Uh it, what is he like as a guy who can, you know, play like 0.5 NBA basketball? He's not right. there. What is he like as a guy that is going to be able to take what the defense gives him? And when they load up on his shooting, because they know he wants to get to a shot, is he going to be able to make plays for his teammates? That wasn't there. Does that mean it's not going to be there four or five years down the line? Of course not. And I think it's important for him to go to a spot where he's going to get the coaching that brings the best out of him, because I think he is a easy lottery talent. It's just, if the, um, you know, the, all the, everything outside of the skills doesn't catch up to how skills Mm. he is. He's going to be a guy that is just merciful, just like unbelievably frustrating to, to a fan base and is going to bounce around a lot. And he's going to get a reputation of, just a guy who's looking to get his own. But I also think that he can be immensely helpful to a team under the right circumstance. So that's to me, the McGowan's kind of tipping point. Like where is he going to go? That's going to balance him out. And and for what it's worth, like for everyone watching us and that hasn't seen it, um, ESPN just had their updated mock draft right after the lottery. McGowan's went 29th. Like there it is. So it's not that crazy that we had him just, Missing the first round. Like, it, it could happen. All it takes is one team to just swing for the fences. And McGowan's is going to have as much upside as a lot of these wings in this class. But um, I'm like, Corey, I just think you got to go somewhere that he can be coached, that can be patient, that has – that's the type where you need front office stability to where if right. he doesn't click, they're still going to be having a job. Because if someone doesn't really have that security of – almost, you know, having a contract extension as a GM, they might be like, I don't want to roll the dice on, I don't want this guy to be what gets me fired. I, I want to yeah. get to my next contract. So, um, and, and also just to piggyback off of what you, you guys are saying, like I actually thought of McGowan's at 30th for the Thunder, but they already have Trey Mann. So that kind of pushed me away. And I went with Wendell Moore because I thought Wendell Moore will offer a little bit more defensively, more versatility, more, like I said, like more of an adult in the room. But he's 100% worthy of this first-round discussion, so I'm with you guys. I was really close to him at 22 with Milwaukee. Um, I I think he provides some of that, you know, shot creation and offensive spark plug that they are really missing off the bench. So I I, I do think there are a lot of places where he makes a lot of sense. It's just, you know, what he does in an empty gym, like Corey was saying, is – incredible and incredibly tantalizing but it's how is he going to implement it into a live game how is he going to make those reads and then you know i we didn't talk about the defense at all and it's a work in progress let's say Safe all right albert for the Mavs. ronald sergio from the youtube chat wants to know who was your safe pick for the Mavs? you pick the spicy one and peyton watson who's who was your safe pick for the Mavs? no i was thinking of christian brown at that pick, I thought that I thought that was kind of the safe pick there. See, I like that. Yeah, that yeah. that's why I, I kind of I was kind of like, oh, who do you guys want to go with? And I was like, oh, let's go spicy, you know, whatever, be whatever. But yeah, I think Brown would be a great fit there. So I was thinking Brown there. Brown and Luca would be fine. That's yeah. a nice mentality on the court together. Feisty. 
Yeah. Um, who's the Caleb Houston promise team? I'm not reporting anything. Everyone listening, I'm not reporting anything. We don't do that around here. I'm just pure speculation. Pure speculation. It's uh, Pistons at five. (laughs) Okay, see at thirty. Okay, see at thirty. You're not you're not dropping out of combine for a a promise at thirty. There's no way, unless he's really worried about the. (laughs) Who is it? But what about a promise at twenty-seven to Miami? What about a promise at 20 to the Spurs? I think you got to get a promise in like the 16 to 20 range. Right. You have to, or else if I get a promise at the end of the third, I'm like, bet I'm going for it. I'm playing. Hornets. How how much salesmanship do you think Juwan Howard potentially did with his connections and history with the Heat, though? That's a good one. Uh, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure he's he's doing his thing. Wizards at 10. Can we leave the Wizards out of this? Okay, come on. We've been we've been giving them a tough time for a while. We need to stop you, it. You talk about Wizards a Jawan a, a Jawan connection. It's got to be the Wizards, so. That's the Bullets, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks at 24. Hmm. So so then the the other surprising name that came out recently was um, Max Christie saying that he's a thousand percent staying in. Are we surprised by that? Um, I have him as a top 20 guy, so I'm not necessarily, but we keep seeing him mocked in the forties. Um, so do we think he's a guy who got a promise or is just very confident in his ability to go kill workouts? I really I want it to confident. be the confidence. Sorry, Corey, go ahead. Sorry. I'm no, same as you owe me a Coke. Um, okay. I think he, I think it's the I think it's the confidence. I I don't see a promise, but I I've I've been more on your side, Metcalf. Uh, I started dropping him towards the back end of my first round just because it was a little up right. in the air of whether or not I thought he was going to stay in or not. Yeah. But he's definitely a guy. Like if the Bulls, as a Bulls fan, if Chicago took him at eighteen, I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, like yeah. let's go. Like I love that. Um, knowing that it's probably not going to pay off right away for a team that probably wants a guy who can pay off like, you know, Io DeSumo, the heir apparent to the number 12 worn by Kirk Heiner. Um, so I, I think that he's going to go in and into these workouts, into these interviews, like measure out test well, and just be like, there's not 25 guys in this draft that should be taken ahead of me. And I think he's probably right. I think I think Christie's an, another good option for the Mavs at 26. You talk about the shooting and the length and the mid-range game with him. I I could totally see it. I still have him 29th on my board too, so I'm I'm right there with you, Corey, for sure. But maybe, yeah, maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's a promise thing. I don't know, but I I could easily see any of these teams in the 20s grabbing him. It would be not a problem at all. All right, any. And any other burning thoughts that, that you guys want to kind of get off your chest here? Where's everyone at with Turkavion Smith? Hmm. I haven't talked to you guys about him. Migraines. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to that too. Migraines, because he's a kid that he's got some oh, of the most fun, sh- like space creation, wow. shot making. Mm-hmm. I the, love his draft. tools. Yes. Like, like looking in, even in the top 10, like, you can't really make an argument for 
almost anybody as a as like a space creating yes you know off the bound shot maker over him but he's 150 pounds and uh, like that's the frame we should be talking about not chet that's what i'm saying oh my gosh the the finishing is not anywhere where it needs to be and if you're just going to be this like chucker then in the nba you better hit 40 percent of them because like that's going to be your only avenue to score i think like i I don't first and some of the playmaking stuff is fun and um but i also like how early on is he going to get the keys to go driving with the ball in his hands in an nba team so ultimately i think that he's a guy that is probably going to be like uh you know, a, a super spicy six man outside chance. Maybe he develops his body down the line and he goes on a Jordan pool type run. But um, I think it's more, his more likely outcome is like, he's just kind of like, maybe he wins six man of the year one year and that's valuable. And that's, you can argue is worth a lottery pick because I've made that argument. It's, so I'm the, the only reason the weight for him bothers me is because it changes how he attacks the rim. And when mm. I was talking earlier about Bryce McGowan's initiating contact and going through contact and drawing fouls, Turquavian didn't do that at all. He actively avoided contact and wildly altered his shots at the rim to make sure that he wasn't getting hit. Um, and if you're doing that, I like, I, I, I'm confident in an NBA team adding muscle and strength, but I'm, a little more concerned when we have to talk about changing a guy's approach and mindset, um, especially attacking the rim and, you know, attacking guys who have a hundred pounds on them. Rucker, where yep. are you at? I, I, I watch him. I get really excited about the creation, the, the stuff he can do off the dribble. Cause he has some bounce. He has the ability to light it up from deep, but being that skinny and being a guard um, or a wing and not having the desire to get to the to the basket because it's just like what you said, Metcalf. Like at least with McGowan's, he is hunting the rim. He's hunting the ability to get to the free throw line. With Smith, it's just like, man, that that's a you have to do a complete overhaul of the mindset, like you're talking about. Like we we talk about Chet. Everyone talks about how Chet Holmgren's so skinny, but Chet bullies. He battles down low. He he understands he's going up against bigger guys. So it's tough to just all of a sudden flip that switch with the mentality. Um, one skinny is super skinny for a, a wing. Like just, ugh. So I don't know. He's really fascinating. I'm, I'm right there with Corey. I think like the Jordan Poole idea is probably his dream or a dream for him. But I don't, I don't know. I know. I've seen some people have him in the first round and I'm not there. I think he would be like an early second round guy to me. Maybe towards like the forties. So I, I'm, I'm really with you guys and what you guys are saying. My only question with him and his frame, like obviously he's really skinny. Is it the shoulders that concern you or what is it exactly? Cause I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to fi- figure out what yeah, exactly no, no, his frame you. that you guys are trying to. Yeah. He just looks super thin everywhere mm-hmm. on tape to me, but I, I don't know where are you at Corey Metcalf. I, I, I don't yeah. know. It just, he's, he doesn't he looks like when there's like uh a, somebody's younger brother playing in the pickup game okay yeah okay that's a good that's analogy. fair 
That's fair. You know, no, my... because when when you watch him play, my biggest thing with him is like you guys talk about the physicality and all that stuff, and I, I'm there with you. But also, like when he was put under pressure, some of his decision making was truly like WTF. Like he threw oh, yeah. some really just god like the decisions that he was making. I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I I think for me that's why he's like rock solid second round guy for me. Just because you talk about the frame, that's there. Decision making, that's there. The shooting, I, I get it. Like I think it's a pretty looking form and stuff like that. But I just, you guys mentioned it. When he attacks the rim, he's literally always going like sideways and away from contact. And that's why he got destroyed on a lot of his shots. Like a lot of these highlight blocks were coming on his attempts at the rim. So I'm 100% with you guys on that. Overreaction, Turkavion Smith or Blake Wesley? Go. Wesley. I think that's the hardest question we got all night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. Overtime. I'm rocking. I'm rocking. No, I'm trying oh, to wrap man. it up, but I'm trying to end it on a funny note. Okay. No, I'll go Wesley. Um, I, obviously, I've been a big detractor of Wesley, but I, I, I like his frame better. I think defensively, too. He, he, he showed so much defensively. There's a lot to like there. Even with the creation stuff, I, I, I sorry, the the uh, separation stuff. I actually prefer Wesley over to Quavion. Um, and I think Wesley's frame will fill out better than uh, his as well. So I'll go Wesley. I'm trying Sorry. to see where I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have Turquavion above Wesley on my board right now. Wow. I do too. Wow. I do too. And I don't know. I don't know what I How about would this? do. Turquavion <sighs> to Jeez. me, the shot making is okay. a tremendous advantage because Blake Wesley is not an NBA player. It's a good point. He yeah. can't make shots. That's fair. He's I, not an I NBA would, player. Blake Wesley's going to go the lottery and everyone's going to play this back, but I, I would still go <laughs> with Smith. So here's my, here's my Wesley, uh, my Blake Wesley fear. And okay. if he goes, if he goes too high, mm-hmm. it Chicago? feels like, good Lord. Not, I'm not location here. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> No, it feels a little like Jarrett Culvery, where it's mm. like you're looking at this long ball handler who has a questionable shot, but you really like all the tools. And then, like, no. DeLon Wright. You know, uh, uh, I just, it just, ah, it's, it's hard. It, now, if you get that value late in the draft, I get the swing, but like, that's a, you got to have some job security if you're taking Blake Wesley in the lottery. I agree. And and that's the buzz that's going, going around is that he's getting a lot of lottery love and I hate it. Yeah. I, 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 I hate I, it, I, but I'm trying to figure out who it is. Like, who is it? Is it, well, if it's Charlotte, whoever it is, I'm gonna I hate hug. Them. If it's Charlotte, I'm going to hug every Hornets it fan can't. I ever meet. No, it can't oh be. God. You just drafted so, book night. Just let, I know. Like, yeah. Let that kid develop if you're gonna go for like so who, a, a question mark. Is it New who York? Is it? is it New York? How dare you? How dare you? How, we've I, gone too long now. We've reached <laughs> our limit, boys. Someone we, pulled the plug. Everyone just, off. I'm just saying. All right, we we were talking about how they how they needed <sighs> shot creating wings and scoring wings. No, it's they want the, the ball in RJ's. They want it. the ball in RJ's hands. They want the ball in RJ's hands. Mick, Metcalf, we're friends. What? <laughs> what is that? But I'm, 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 I'm just I'm looking serious. at teams. I'm just looking at teams here. 
Okay. 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 We've Rucker, heard... we gotta we gotta get some we gotta talk to what? some people and try to get some intel on this. I know. Website. I mean that from the brief dive I've done, we've been hearing that there's a lot of buzz about lottery Blake Wesley. So I'm trying to say oh who God. is it? We're taking we're throwing random dots at a board right now. I'm saying who do we think is the Blake Wesley buyer? Please it's don't easy say to say OKC because they have multiple shots. Yeah, to, I hate that take. so much got, for them. You know, in the chamber. I hate it too. It makes zero sense. It's um, disgusting. I don't think there's a guard on that roster that he would get minutes over. Yeah, it's wicked. It's a wicked pick. I'm trying to look at this list and say like who makes 10% chance, or sense. And it, it like doesn't... If you're Cleveland, like you already have Karis Levert, and that's what you hope that Blake oh, Wesley yes. is. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know. Process of elimination. Is the Wizards? Because, <laughs> you is know, the wild Pelicans? card bitches. I mean, Albert, is, is Albert the right? Is it the Pelicans? Is Albert? Yuck. 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 And I'm rooting for Blake Wesley. It's everyone listening. It's not like we're rooting against the kid. I just oh, don't yeah. see it. I, I I just Metcalf if he went to, against him pretty heavily. No, yeah, if we're maybe, gonna be honest with maybe, ourselves. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. If 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 Wesley went twenty to thirty, fine. Someone's believing in the and taking a swing. I completely get that. Not. Dude, but if guys, he's in the lottery, the abs- I'm just like. Dude, the absolute 1% best outcome of Blake Wesley's career starts with him getting taken in the second round. It's it's that easy. It's that easy. He could go to Memphis, couldn't he? He could. He could. He could. Uh, they got two shots at it, too. I, I don't see, like, that's a spot I don't hate it for. Him. I don't hate it there because it makes sense. Because, because they, it's that's like what, you ain't starting, <laughs> but that's and you know that's what you would argue they need because as as fantastic as Bain is, he's not mm-hmm. like a let me go get a bucket possession after possession guy. You know, yeah. he's a, a flow of the offense, like yeah. make the right play guy. Like they almost you know need one of these let me go get a bucket guys that is not Dylan Brooks anymore. So. I don't know. Maybe they hope that that turns out to be Blake Wesley. Uh, I don't know. Milwaukee? It's tough. Well, in our I, comments, I, yeah, I like what Caesar saying. Atlanta, yeah. Caesar, I, I like that too. Thank you for your comments. This is I, I, I love you. Um, we like Caesar. We like Caesar. Yeah, Caesar's a good guy. Um, Atlanta. Shout out Simon. I hope I hope it doesn't happen for him. I, I like, hey, no, Simon wants, likes him, right? Simon, Simon loves him. Wesley. Yeah, he's been freaking out on Wesley the last couple of weeks. So. Could be a good fit there. You know, you let Trey play off the ball a little bit. Let Mm -hmm. Wesley cook with the ball. He's been super eager to do that. (laughs) Which one? Trey playing off ball. Boom. (laughs) Um, Which one? We talk about Jovic, and then we can wrap this up if you guys want, or else I can just talk all night. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I think I think Jovic is the good ending point, Um, and. Rucker, you and I kind of talked about it the other day or the other week. I just want to hear what Corey it. and Albert think. Yeah, I, I, I we, just don't get it. So. What is Jovic's ceiling? Are we talking about like Nemanja Bielitsa? What what's what's the ceiling here, guys? I'm really guys proud feel? at how easily Mario Hazonia rolled that out. I'm an international Mario. dude, bro. I love Mario. 
Mario his own. Super game. Mario, I love him as a prospect. That's fun. <laughs> I was just like, I'm in. A white guy that dunks from Europe, let's party. Um, well, much Before like Kendall Brown. Cokes. Much like Kendall Brown, I think I was the first one who was like, I'm going to drop this guy down my board a little bit because I don't get it. And the way I look at it is like, all right, he's 6'10". And mm-hmm. I think everyone's like, oh, 6'10", can make shots and can play with the ball in his hands a little bit. And I'm like, oh, man, the 6'10 thing to me is a major red flag right away because I would much prefer him to be like 6'5", 6'6", instead of 6'10", to where now he's got to, like, he has to play the four and guard mm-hmm. Paul George and Kawhi. That sucks. That's a pass for me. I don't want that. I don't want him guarding all of the – I don't want him guarding Jason Tatum. And all right, mm-hmm. is he's not guarding Jason Tatum. Who's he guarding on the Celtics now? Like, mm-hmm. Where are you putting him? Right. So he, to me, he, like he can't, and he can't guard smaller guys. He absolutely cannot do that. Like I don't want to uh, see a one possession clip. Like he consistently has shown he cannot stay with guys that are quicker than him this season. So uh, I'm massively turned off by his lack of scheme versatility. Uh, he's not a good shooter. And I think that's his selling point and he's not a good one. And I don't think that he has like excellent form either. I think it's a lot of snake biting. It's quick trigger, inconsistent footwork. Uh, Can he turn into a decent shooter? Uh, Sure. It's not completely unbroken, but it's certainly not to me a plus his shot selection is not good. And like, to me, the only positive part of his game is that he can make, some fun reads out of a pick and roll, which is something that he's probably not going to do a ton of at the next level. Maybe he comes off some DHOs on the weak side uh, and, and gets the ball and gets downhill a little bit and he can do that, but he doesn't have the pull-up game in the mid range to kind of make teams pay f- in those scenarios. He absolutely cannot attack the basket. He cannot go left. So uh, I'm just a little underwhelmed by the, the Jovic package. And I think it's one of those things where like he came one, a lot of casual draft fans are not necessarily watching mega games. Uh, they're hard to find. And, you know, it's it's not in your face like college games are. Even the G League, it's more inaccessible than that. Um, so there's a little of that. And then there was like a little bit of the, like he had a good FIBA tournament. So people still have like, oh, he, he played pretty good in FIBA. So it's like, haven't seen a ton, played well in FIBA, maybe saw some like step back clips. It feels very Killian Hayes to me, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I, I did all that. Go ahead, Metcalf. Uh, yeah, and I just feel like everyone's like, oh, he's this mismatch nightmare. And I think that's just all theoretical because he doesn't have the strength to back down guards. I and mean, there were like four straight games that I watched where he tried to back down a point guard and couldn't move the guy. And then he doesn't have the speed to take or to beat bigger guys off the dribble. Um, I keep seeing him comp to Peja, and I think that's absolutely ludicrous wow. and a complete disservice to how good Jesus. of a shooter Peja was. Those and, are people who didn't watch Prime Peja. Yeah, that that <laughs> that on. dude was a sniper, was a monster. And, he, had a, like, he was the an most MVP candidate shooter. one year. Peja yeah. was yeah, that's, monster. He was not silly. just a shooter; that's he was silly. a monster. Yeah, so I, 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 I yeah, I don't get it. So I, I'm I'm right there with you, Corey. Um, I I think the the idea of him is interesting, but I, I think the theory and reality are so far apart from each other. Like I, I know I started off as kind of like a joke, but I think that's why I said Bielita or San Eliasova. Like, what are people expecting out of Jovic? I, I think 
I think we uh, Peja is crazy to me. Yeah, and he's he's gonna have... Tatum, he was getting Tatum comps in the summer. Nah, dude, come on, wake up, people. What are we watching? What sport are you guys watching? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, he he's gonna have to put on a ton Mark of Tatum and <laughs> <laughs> come on, dude. What? Mm-mm. I I like Jovic. I just think the I think Metcalf's spot on, and I think this is a popular thing that happens every draft cycle around this time of the year is we get fascinated with the idea of guys, not what they really are. And, and, you know, we're not saying all these guys that get drafted, like that's their, who they're going to be as players. These guys are still developing, but I just think Jovic has got a long way to go. And the first step still drives me insane. Um, I just watched the film. I've watched him again. Like he's the one guy I want to all of a sudden just have a moment where I'm like, yes, there it is. I'm in, but I can't do it. And I just keep finding myself like, Ugh, I might move him down a spot. I might move him down a spot because it's just, I'm like Corey. He's 6'10", but I, I wish he was shorter because his first step is like a guard's first step. It's, it does not match his frame. It is short, strided. He can't get anywhere off the bounce, so then he has to come back to this step back that everyone's falling in love with. And I get what Corey's saying. that The Killian Hayes vibes really hits me, and I don't know. I just think some um, people are dro- drooling too much. Go ahead, Albert. No, I was just going to say, I, I know we're wrapping up, and it looks like we have people in the comments joining us now. I was wondering, Metcalf, if you could do like a recap of all the picks for the people who missed out. Uh, sure. All right. Um, at number one, Magic went with Chet. Then Thunder with Jabari. At three, Houston Rockets went Paolo Banquero. At four, Sacramento Kings went Keegan Murray. Five, Detroit Pistons went Jaden Ivey. Six, Indiana Pacers went Shaden Sharp. Seven, the Portland Trail Blazers went Johnny Davis. Pelicans at eight with A.J. Griffin. Spurs at nine with Usman Jang. Uh, Wizards at 10 with Dyson Daniels. Knicks at 11 with Benedict Matherin. Thunder at 12 with Jalen Duran. Hornets at 13 with Malachi Branham. Cavs at 14 with Igbaji. Uh, Hornets at 15 with Mark Williams. Hawks at 16 with Jeremy Sohan, right? Yes. Nailed it. Uh, Rockets at 17 with Patrick Baldwin Jr. Bulls at 18 with EJ Liddell. Uh, Timberwolves at 19 with Tari Eason. Spurs at 20, Christian Coloco. Nuggets at 21, Jalen Williams. Grizzlies at 22, Dalen Terry. Nets at 23, Marjan Bochamp. Uh, Bucks at 24, Gabriel Prochita. Spurs at 25, Jake LaRavia. Mavs at 26, Peyton Watson. Heat at 27, Ryan Rollins. Warriors at 28, Christian Brown. Grizzlies at 29, Jaden Hardy. And Thunder at 30 with Wendell Moore. Boom. Cool. Boom. I th- think that's as good a place to uh, end this. We're almost at two and a half hours. So, Corey, please plug away. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can support you. At Corey Tullaba on Twitter, NBA Draft Dude on YouTube, the Draft Dack NBA Draft Podcast, uh, as well as all written work at NoCeilingsNBA.com. Thank you, everybody uh, in the chat, everybody listening on the podcast. Uh, for tuning in and rocking with us for two and a half hours tonight. Um, I hope that all of your draft dreams came true tonight for some of you. I know that to be the case for others. Hold the course. There's there's players to be got. So Albert, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, You could find me at uh, Alberto Gim. I am the other half of uh, the Draft Act NBA podcast. Before we go, really quickly, just want to give a special shout out once again to my wife in Korea. 
Shouts to uh, Josh Spice, uh, one of our favorites. Shout out, Josh. Uh, shouts to uh, my homies from NLVC, Tony Tones, Brian, Andrew, Finns, all of you guys. And then, uh, of course, my boy Sam on the East Coast, East Coast, Beast Coast. So appreciate all you guys for tuning in today. Rucker, plug away. Um, I'm at Backcourt V, and most importantly, I'm at NoCeilingsNBA.com. I want to give a special shout out as well um, to our own Stephen Gillespie. Mm. um oh yeah yeah. going going back to the military thank you for your service steven and we're proud to have you part of the family and we're uh we're looking forward to getting you back and back on the grind baby but stay safe and we love you and thanks for everything you do yes sir thank you for your service absolutely once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at TeamMetcalf11, and you can find all of our written work at NoCeilingsNBA.com. While you're there checking out our articles, feel free to hit that subscribe button to get those articles delivered directly to your inbox. It's 100% free. I dare you to find an excuse not to hit that subscribe button. Double uh, dog can... dare you. Oof. Challenge. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at NoCeilingsNBA. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube. As you're watching us at No Ceilings TV, please make sure to subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Until next time, see ya.